Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Neil, call 560560 toll free for David Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. Yeah. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Reed Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. <laughs> now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. I've been suffering with the swelling and the itching and all of the pain that goes along with it for several months now. And I've tried everything from sits baths to suppositories and nothing has worked. And amazingly enough, the only thing that has worked has been Neil Rogers. Just by listening to one show, all the, all the itching has stopped, the pain has gone away, and the swelling has really dissipated. And it's all because of Neil Rogers. It puts the lotion in the basket. Squirt, squirt. Bill's cigars in Monica's vagina. Oh! She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. Rectum. With a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. All right. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And in Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars report can lead to going blind. Now Clinton, he was working hard Late nights in the Overy office Working on a practical joke He took a Mac and Noodle Put an exploding load in Poor Monica was blowing rings of smoke Bill's cigars in Monica's vagina she lets out a giggle Every time he makes it wiggle Monica is not the kind You can do in the behind But a cigar in her vagina She don't mind It puts the lotion in the basket All people feel that Hillary's been Made a fool of by her husband Feel that Hillary was wronged up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. All right. Bill's cigars in Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle. Every friggin' time he makes it wiggle Monica is not the kind You can do in the behind Rectum. But a cigar in her vagina She don't mind Oh, Candy and Sandy Yeah, Dutch Master is faster Oh, yeah What you gotta do is take a sip of real And put it in a Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now, a cigar in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, it's a lovely thing. 1004 at 560 WQM. Happy New Year to you. Happy Monday, December 28th. Boy, have we got a deal this week, huh? Woo! We got, like, no spots. We got uh, nothing. Everybody's out of town. It's going to be great. This is kind of like, uh, you know, when everybody uh, goes away and everybody can just uh, kind of play. Love Lindsay. He's out of town. So we can just kind of diddle around here all week, I guess. Even George is near today. George is uh, down trying to prove he's a, a, a citizen. What is that all about? He said he had to go to the INS office for uh, illegal alien something or other. He said he had to take his guayabera and his uh, plantains down to the INS building on Biscayne and 79th and go, I think he's got to go, like that, for about 10 minutes and prove that he's uh, something. I don't know, an illegal alien, which we already knew that in the first place. So Joe Costello said this week, I got, God, if I got a lot of crap. Thank God for that, because we got no spots. Well, it's going to be, see, we go from one extreme to the other. We went from too many goddamn spots for about the last six months, so that length of listenership is in the, uh, oh, speaking of crapper, before I get to the good stuff, guess what I broke this morning, the first time in my life I have ever done this. Momentous day, it took me all these years, the first time I've ever done this. You know, I don't know about you, but after I take a shower, and I'm like, I'm toweling myself off, and I put my legs and my feet up on the toilet. What are you looking at me like that? When you're drying yourself, where do you put your legs up? I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm too old and fat to bend down to dry my legs off. What do you do, lift them up in the air? Put them on the toilet, or you rest your leg against the toilet seat, and you dry your leg off. Is that unusual? Uh, I no. don't think so. So at any rate, I put, put my uh, right leg against the toilet, and all of a sudden I hear, yeah. And the toilet seat has, like, broken from the mooring. You know, the right side of it has broken off the mooring. I think it's appropriate that as 1998 goes out, that it's time for a new toilet seat in the Rogers house. First time in my life I ever... It's not even something I ever think about, is replacing a toilet seat. Do you think about it? Is it something that ever crossed your mind, replacing a toilet seat? No. Of course not. Does anybody in their right mind think about replacing a toilet seat? Yes. Well, maybe he does. So that's uh, that's on the agenda for this week. So anyway, let me start with this story. I'll give you five clues as to who I took to dinner. Now, what night was that? Was that uh, Wednesday night? Th Thursday night at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I'll give you 20 guesses. They stunk. Yeah, the rumors. And we're sitting there, of course, uh, reminiscing about the last time I took them to dinner there a few months ago. And, of course, naturally was expecting to pay. And the uh, people at Ruth's Chris, who are wonderful over there at Fort Lauderdale, that's for you. We love you. And they brought over a real nice card, and it said that we always love to have you dine with us. Please enjoy the, accept this meal on the compliment. In other words, it was a freebie. And Rimmer's line at the time was, save the card for next time. So anyway, Rimmer says, we'll pick you up around a quarter to five, whatever, on Thursday. And up shows a limousine in my driveway, a big stretch limo, a big mother stretch limo shows up in the driveway. You think he paid for it? No. I doubt it. So anyway, the limo takes us over there to Roots Chris. We have our usual spectacular meal. I mean, a ribeye that would just knock your socks off. Just delicious. And at the end of the meal, naturally, I whip out my American Express Platinum card and set it down there on the table. And now we start, uh, the three of us, uh, Rimmer and uh, Farrell and I, start reminiscing about that night when they brought the card. And the meal was on the house in his line about save the card for next time. And we're laughing about this. And just as we're starting to laugh hysterically about it, one of the uh, assistant managers, not a very nice lady, comes over. And she hands me a card. 
instead, and she pushes my credit card away, and she says, we always love having you eat with us. And at that point, of course, I knew what it was. We all knew what it was, so now I'm laughing uncontrollably. I'm making an ass out of myself because I can't stop laughing. I'm saying, thank you, <laughs> like that, you know. And I open up the card. Only they wised up this time because they dated it. It says December 98, Happy Holidays Management and Staff. In other words, I don't think we could use this card again like in February. It would probably not go over too big because it says December 98, Happy Holidays. We don't have too many important days in February except maybe Groundhog Day and uh, Lincoln and whatever else. So there you go, Rimmer. Oh, my God, this man. And, and then, of course, comes time to leave the tip. I mean, you're going to leave a tip if they pick up the check. So I go into my wallet, and I figure, well, for the three of us, it may have been about 150 bucks. I'm going to leave 20%. I tip at a good restaurant 20%, minimum. Anybody who goes into a good restaurant, gets great food, good service, and leaves less than 20%, you're a cheap bastard, okay? You're a cheap prick. Because if you can afford to go into a restaurant like that and eat, then you can afford to leave a good tip. So at any rate, so I'm going to leave 30 bucks. So I got a 20, and I don't have the right change. And I'm fiddling around in my wallet. And I said to Rimmer, I says, well, here, why, why don't you, you leave five bucks, okay? the least you can do, you cheap bastard. And he's, he manages to find four singles in there. Nice going, Rimmer. Oh! Four old, crusty, rumpled up, uh, crumpled that he's probably had for the last 30 years. They stuck. Yeah, they did. They probably had toe jam on him. He's been hanging on to him so long. They had wallet rot. He's had him in his pocket so long. So nice going, Rimmer. You're still a cheap bastard. Great letter to the editor in the paper this morning. This shows you that we're in South Florida. This is in the Herald, by the way. It says, of he coons and Caldwell. Only in South Florida would, first of all, would anybody write a letter to the editor like this. Maybe in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Maybe in Lima, Ohio. Somebody might write a letter to the editor like this, and they would actually put it in the paper. That's the most amazing part. I'm sure they get lots of wacky letters to the editor, just like we get a lot of screwy faxes. But anybody with a brain doesn't put garbage in the newspaper. But the Herald, they love garbage. So they put a little heading on this letter. It says, of he coons in Caldwell. Excuse me, it says, but the late Governor Lawton Childs was not the original he coon. That was the late Bob Sykes, a U.S. representative from the Panhandle. I was the administrative assistant to Mr. Sykes' predecessor, Millard F. Caldwell, who also served as Federal Civil Defense Administrator, Governor and Chief Justice of the Florida Supreme Court, and he was one of the few never defeated while running for office in Florida, signed William C. Martin and Coral Gables. Well, hallelujah, Mr. Martin and Coral Gables. Are we impressed? No. Or what? The guy just croaked a few days ago, okay? The governor of the state just died, just croaked. And this guy's going to say, well, excuse me, but he wasn't the original he-coon. People writing letters to the editor about who was the original he-coon. If, if I was the original he-coon, I'd probably try to hide it. I would not run around saying, hey, like, maybe Lamar Thomas is the original he-coon. Huh? No, maybe he's just the latest in a long list of he-coons. After that uh, act he put on yesterday, what did you call it, the uh, dirty bird? Yeah, Joe called it the dirty bird. I call it the just pathetic. See, I don't want to get started on this. It's the holidays. It's that time of the year. We're supposed to be nice. We're supposed to lie a lot and pretend that these things don't bother us. It bothers me tremendously. I mean enormously. Even if a team is winning. I don't understand. I've never been able to understand this. Maybe I just don't understand black folk. Maybe I just don't understand black folk of that ilk, Okay. Maybe there's just a certain category. And how come, has anybody ever seen a baseball player do it? No. Never. 
never ever black white green chinese never ever saw a baseball player do one of those uh shuck and jive uh, horseball no uh, can you imagine willie mays hits a home run he circles the bases and he's just running around the bases he's shaking his booty baby he's doing the dirty bird yeah he's doing this i mean people would be riding in the stands they would say what what are you doing willie and I hate to use these words, okay, but I'll use them because this is exactly what goes through my mind, and I'm the only one in this town that's got the balls to say it like it is. As soon as I see somebody go through those kind of gyrations and that kind of horse crap, even if it is a game-winning touchdown, and it's always a black guy that does it, by the way, always a black football player in the NFL, I'm saying to myself, this guy is a professional nigger is what he is. And that's what everybody in America is thinking of themselves. Even black people are looking at that and saying, oh, my God, he's acting like a real shuck-and-jive nigger. And that's what it is. And you can tell me that I'm full of crap or that I'm bigoted. Hey, that's just that's the impression I get when I see that. White guys, they score a touchdown. Has anybody ever seen a white guy score a touchdown and go into one of those uh, song and a dance? No. Never. Ever in my life. So in other words, we have two different sets of behaviors depending on the color of your skin. And we're all supposed to be all this crap about, oh, we're all equal and yada, yada all that other bull crap. I don't understand that. And this, this was, first of all, was like a, a catch at midfield. The Dolphins are down 21 to nothing. It was a rather meaningless catch. And here's a celebration going on like we just won a goddamn Super Bowl. And nobody will talk about that. And then I hear a little dog this morning, Joe, uh, tenaciously defending Lamar. Oh, he's trying to fire up the team because pissed off gets him fired up. Right. He could have he put a shotgun up their ass and he still wouldn't have fired them up, okay? They had no chance, less than no chance. And even though I don't talk football on the show, since I'm, again, you know, I don't know what's wrong with the people on this station, why they don't want to tell it like it is. A couple of weeks ago, what was it, Marino's a four millionth of the career touchdown pass, and everybody's screaming, oh, well, Jimmy didn't, uh, you know, he didn't really give him the credit. Well, the reason they didn't give him the credit is because they hate each other like poison. Why is it, if this is the sports station, how come, you know, how, how easy it is, is it to win a championship or to achieve what they're hoping to achieve, like go deep into the playoffs, when a quarterback, the star quarterback who's been here 500 years, and the head coach hate each other like poison? And that's not something I'm making up. It's a fact. I want somebody to call Little Dog tomorrow, who's Danny Marino's best buddy, who I think still showers with him on the weekend. I want somebody to call him tomorrow and, and challenge him to deny that. That Dan Marino and Jimmy Johnson despise each other. Hate. Now, how the hell are they going to go anywhere? But I don't want to get into that part of it. I just want somebody to explain to me what that dirty bird is all about. What is that? Are black athletes like some kind of a different uh, creature than white athletes? Is that uh, uh -huh. evidently? Well, what is that? In fact, some of the teams, I mean, you're called the Redskins and the 49ers. Some teams have had, in fact, speaking of 49ers, does, have I ever seen Jerry Rice do that when he scores a touchdown? No. Huh? But some teams have like these, it's just like a, somebody must come in and choreograph it. They must choreograph a whole routine that these guys go through. Like, uh, who was it? Was it the Bengals? Which team was the thing where they were, like, rolling the dice? They were doing the make-believe deal in the air. wireless line it continues oh i'm hearing pops and clicks and pukes what are they doing back there are we still on the air 
No. What the hell is going on with the ISDN line here all of a sudden this morning? Josh Friedman says the ISDN effed up. So what does that mean? It's just a small problem. It's, we're back on the air now. What do you mean we're back on the air? We were off the air? The first time you heard it, we were off the air. The oh, great. You all right, it, we here back. we are. It's the holidays. It's December 28th. We're sitting here. We're just rolling along, singing a song. No pressure, no spots, no nothing. It's, it's like a week that doesn't even exist, basically. It's like you kind of look around and say, how come we're here? And already, it's not even 10.30 yet. We've already been off the air once, and we're going to try for a few more times. There you go. Oh! Going. Maybe we ought to make a New Year's resolution that we can keep all the shows on the air all the way through just one day in 1999. Wouldn't that be great? Oh! All the shows, just one day out of the New Year, we could keep them all on the air without losing the line, without having uh, technical screw-ups, just one day in 1999. But would that make us happy or what? So anyway, it's all request week again, right through Thursday. Then of course uh, Friday. Are we going to be here on Friday? No, no way, Jose. On New Year's Day, we got football. We got more football than you can handle. Rectum. That's right. That's where it is. Right up the old uh, shoot. We got football until it's coming out your ears. So we'll just kind of like uh, you know vamp it for the rest of the week. And I can see already based on the phone here, we are going to get a tremendous response this week. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody in town. Anybody with a brain got the hell out of here. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Ten seventeen at QAM. It's a lie. I am not a Nazi. I know someone that can use a sandwich or two. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, the skinniest chick I know. Your future's bleak, that heroin chic, you got to lay off the blow. Kate Moss, that skinny chick, we want to know what's the deal. To close the trap when you're in rehab, you're worse than Ally McBeal. Okay, 20 after 10 at 560 WQM. Happy New Year from all your friends here at 560. Hank will be at Chula's at 2 o'clock, and then it's uh, all uh, Geldy all night, I guess. We got Geldy at 6, we got Geldy with a pregame at 7, and then at 7.30 we got the Panthers and uh, the Islanders, 7.30 at the Macarena. And I'll be there, baby. I'll be there with bells on, expecting a God only knows what. By the way, thanks to the Sun Sentinel and thanks not. Okay, one out of two ain't bad. Actually, in yesterday's paper, they wrote something very uh, nice and positive about me, although on Saturday they had a little bit of a time, a little bit of a brain fart at the Sun Sentinel. At the top of the lively living and arts and parts section in Saturday's paper, it says under quick read in the upper right-hand corner, this is this past Saturday, December 26th, the day after Christmas. The Herald. Oh, this is in the Herald. Oh, excuse me. Like I said, we love the Sun Sentinel. We still hate the Herald. Thank you, Joe, for pointing that out to me. I should have known the Sun Sentinel, even as incompetent, even as inept as they sometimes are, couldn't be that stupid. The Herald going really the extra five yards to promote Neil and his Center One campaign. Quick read, radio personality Neil Rogers makes an appearance to raise funds to help people with AIDS from noon to 2 p.m. at Borders Books, 12171 West Sunrise Boulevard Plantation. That's in Saturday's Herald. The only problem is that that appearance was the week before in Plantation, oh. the 19th. So better late than never, but in this case, <laughs> nice job over the Herald, okay? Boy, is that a, You know, Hank's always talking about all the mistakes they have, like on the sports pages. I, all the pages, just loaded with mistakes. They haven't got an idea what day of the week it is over there. In addition to which, lately, I don't know if you've noticed, maybe it's the holidays or maybe they're just getting real lazy, but when you get the Broward edition of the Herald, if you look in a sports section, even even early games, oh, incomplete, incomplete, well, what does that mean? Well, they, they must be putting the newspaper to bed about 7, 38 o'clock at night over there, like on a regular basis, not just on holidays, like day after day you get this now. Hey, we don't care, we got a monopoly, don't bother us, we're busy pandering, leave us alone. 
But as opposed to that, in the Sun Sentinel yesterday, as if this is a great newspaper, but I guess relatively speaking, it's better. Arts and Leisure, Stranger Than Fiction. Here's a whole big thing by Tom Jicka on TV and Tim Smith on Classical. And I'm, it doesn't really give any credit, but I'm assuming Jicka's fine hand must be in the thing in the middle of this, the 1998 rear, rear end review. Anybody out there check their rear Rectum. end review? And it goes on about uh, the president uh, took center stage with his engrossing political soap opera and uh, Seinfeld went away and Sinatra and the Titanic. And in the last paragraph it says, at least radio offered one bright light, shining glimmer of hope. What does it say? One bright, shining glimmer of hope. After a six-month absence, Neil Rogers resurfaced on WQAM. Neil, God! An abbreviated version of Rogers' show also briefly aired on Barry Diller's upstart Whammy TV, which came to South Beach with a mandate to showcase local programming, but Whammy failed miserably in its half-hearted at-best quest to establish Rogers as a viable alternative to 24-hour MASH reruns. The abortive experiment just gave Uncle Neil one more media blunder about which to fetch and welcome a fleeting respite from Wild Bill's follies. How do you like that? Something nice in the Sun Sentinel. Oh. And they also said that the whammy experiment was a disaster, and they're right. What a piece of garbage that thing. Uh, and I have no regrets. I'm glad we had the opportunity to be on there because maybe we got four or five new listeners from that TV show. So you talk about a half-assed, incompetent, uh, and this is what Barry Dillery brings down two guys that never worked in their lives in television before. Oh, make me a television station. That's like that corny old joke, you know, make me a malted. Okay, poof, you're a malted, you know. Okay, poof, you're a, here's a television station. Maddie and Binky, okay? couple of bozos, couple of illegal aliens who smuggled in from the Gaza Strip. And they come to South Beach like they know something about this town. Do they know anything about it? No. Of course not. And they put that garbage on you, and they still have no numbers. But they do have the heat games. Anybody seen any heat games on there yet? No. They got the Marlin games. Seen any Marlin games yet? No. They're doing it. So thanks a lot, guys. Whammy really put me on the map. And by interestingly enough, has there been any change? You know, the numbers come in, the trends, the ratings, month in, month out. Has there been any change, anything uh, that we can link with having that TV show on Whammy? No. No. Have we seen up or down or no. nothing? Any kind of an inkling in a research that maybe we found a new, a few new listeners because of being on that TV? Then? No. Nothing. Oh, do they have any idea what they're doing over there? No, no, no. Thank you. Okay, here's a, a mobile and homestead, our first call of the week. Hello? No, no, no. Mobile Hello. and homestead, yes, sir. Yeah, hey, how you doing, Neil? Sorry to sneak up on you like that. Uh, that's all right. Uh, so just enjoying your show here. Just wanted to tell you that uh, over the over the Christmas holiday here, we had all the family together and uh, sitting there talking about... Uh, you know, different stars and everything else. That, uh, oh, I've got this one's autograph. And my sister-in-law in, uh, in the Keys popped up. She said, well, i got Neil Rogers' autograph. Wow. Woo. And, uh, well, uh, you know, it was kind of funny because uh, all of a sudden my other brother-in-law up in, in Fort Lauderdale says, well, I listen to him all the time. I have his tapes. And uh, and three out of the four of us had your tapes. And, uh, you know, because you really don't discuss, you know, like who you listen to radio. But, uh, you know, God bless you. I you know, really enjoy them. They are, they are super. Yes, they are. And um, it puts the lotion in the basket. That too. That, that's what I wanted to request in a little while, because I you had me in hysterics the other day at a red light, and there were people looking. I I couldn't quit laughing. That is that is really hysterical. Okay, I'll play it in a little bit. When I do play it, everybody in the car I want you to roll your windows down and crank it up as loud as you can. 
Alrighty, and uh, also about your comment about the dancing at the end of a touchdown. I want want to hear from people. Maybe it's just me. Maybe there's just a handful of us who are bigots or whatever it is, or we're just old-fashioned. I am so nauseated by that. It makes me physically ill. I get sick to my stomach, and I'm embarrassed for these assholes when they go out there and do it. Well, in college, they'll give them a fine, I mean, uh, like a penalty or whatever. And, and, you know, in the pros, I mean, you don't see a lineman when he blocks his man. He gets paid to do that. A running back is paid to catch the ball. He gets right. paid to run the ball. And when he makes a touchdown, I don't think they should be able to do that. I don't. I don't see anybody else, Joy. It's just that, you know when you do your job or I do mine, I don't jump up and down. Yeah, when, when a rating book comes in and we get like a, a real good rating, uh, George and I don't get up here and start doing the uh, the uh, dirty bird, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't start doing that. Like like we just came out of a the, the parrot jungle or something. Right. Like another jungle. You know, if you want to do that, go do it in the bathroom or something. But, uh, I mean, man, I don't... On your broken toilet seat, right. You got it. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. I, I, you know, I normally don't watch football, but I was kind of sick yesterday and just, you know, watching TV on a... I'm a calcium, but yeah. um, that was disgusting. Well, one thing about that game, at least there was no stress or pressure anyway. After the first eight minutes, it was all over, so it was stress-free, you know. Right, and then um, at the end of the night there, I was watching the Cardinals game when the guy kicked the uh, field goal. I mean, that was great, but you didn't see him doing the dirty bird, no. jumping up down. No, he's a white you know? guy. And not, not only that, by the way, well, of course, all the kickers are white guys anyway. So I, I, can't, I can't think in all of my life, I can't think of a black place kicker in the National Football League. Can't think of one. Uh, neither can I. <laughs> but I. I think we ought to have one, and after they make the uh, 61-yard field goal or whatever it might be to win the game in the last two seconds, let's see if, the, if a, uh, a field goal kicker, if a place kicker is going to do the same thing, the dirty bird. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But uh, anyway, you got my family listening to you, all except one, and I think he's a douchebag anyway. So, okay. Uh, have a great day, right? pal. God bless you. Happy New Year. Okay, we have an open line at day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's got to be just me. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's nauseating. It's puke-inducing. What, what is that routine? And you go and you have to, or, or even, I'll give you a better one than that. Receiver catches the ball at the 20-yard line. He's got nobody beats nothing but green between him and the end zone. He's going in for sure for the score. And now all of a sudden he slows down and he does the high step into the end zone. There's another one of those deals. Oh, we'd be styling, man. I'd be styling. No, you're an asshole is what you are. You're an asshole. You're a professional athlete that's getting paid probably millions of dollars to go out there and do a job and entertain the public. If we want to go see uh, that kind of crap, we'll go see the goddamn Bolshoi Ballet or something. Or go, uh, whatever. But I mean, just give me a break. It is so classless and so tacky and so stupid and so, I mean, you talk about setting back civil rights a hundred years. It really does. And I, I don't care what anybody says. You can call me a bigot, whatever you want, but that's what I think. When I see somebody do that, I'm thinking to myself, what a f***ing nigger, man. That, that's exactly what's going through my mind. And I'm one of the few people in this goddamn country of hypocrites that's got the balls to come here on the air and tell you that's what's going through my mind. So if you think you're impressing anybody by doing that kind of juking and jiving and dirty bird bull crap, you're full of crap. And, of course, if the coaches had any control over these guys, which most of them don't, they'd say, you know, ease up a little bit on the bull crap, okay, because it's pretty goddamn embarrassing. Plus, we're getting our ass kicked. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate you uh, doing the Center One thing. I'm not talking about football right now. I went to Center One. I'm sorry. I went to uh, Borders on Saturday. Right. And they don't have any more tapes. They said they sent them all back. This is Borders and Aventura. And I want to know where to get your tapes and a shirt. What do you mean they sent them all back? 
that's what I couldn't understand. I went in there, and they said, we don't have them anymore. We sent them back to Center One. Borders and Aventura. Hmm. <laughs> I thought we had, like, uh, three days to go here this that's week. That's what I thought. I well, thought I you can call Center One's the easiest way. It's um, 563. 563? It's the Broward number. 563-3600. Okay. They have your shirts also? Yes, they do. Okay. Sounds good. And they'll mail them? Yes, yes, sir. All right. And shameless request? Yes, go ahead. Uh, my wife left town with a banana? Okay. Okay, great. Have Thank great you. Two. You too. Nobody said? So they sent it back. Well, maybe maybe we're all done. Are we, <laughs> are we done? Does anybody know? No. Does anybody have any idea? Are we done? Is the uh, I'm sure the van ain't going out this week. Huh? Sam and Chris and uh, those Goyim, they're not going out this week, are they? No. I don't know. But they did a great job for us, by the way. I do want to say that Sam and, well, mostly Chris, they did a great job for us the last two weeks, getting that QAM van out there, raised about 10, 11, 12 extra grand. We had $124,000 for Center One when I left here on Thursday. Does anybody know how we're doing now? No. Well, it's a holiday week. Just ease off, relax, back off a little bit, just to do the dirty bird. That, that, I just got a great idea. That's what we're going to do with the hockey game tonight. I mean, the wave is out, okay? Let's stop doing something that went out 20 years ago every place else. Let's, for once, be innovators. Let's be frontrunners instead of just, yeah, let's all sit there and do the dirty bird. Like we're, we're going to fly away, okay? Like we're starting our own goddamn South Florida Airlines. Well, hey, like, here you go. I'll fly it away. And some of us just might be able to do it, by the way. Let's do that when they put that uh, camera on us tonight. When they shoot you at the uh, Macarena tonight. That's right. Do a little uh, dirty bird. By the way, anybody ever see a hockey player score a goal and do that? Now, I'm not sure if it's possible to do the dirty bird on skates. That I don't know. I somehow, I can't imagine Peter Worrell doing that, nor can I imagine him scoring a goal either, by the way, so I don't think we'll ever have the opportunity to see that happen. But, I mean, like a real, like Mike Greer, who's a black player, good player on Edmonton, uh, you know, Mike scores a goal every now and then. I don't imagine that he, or like a famous Amos there on, uh, you know, from Michigan State, Amos Car uh, Anson Carter, I always call him famous Amos, Anson Carter, he scores a lot of goals. I don't think Anson Carter, after he scores a goal, does the dirty bird. No. I don't think so. Not yet. Now, maybe we can introduce that as to, you know, to break up a lot of the boredom because we've had some real bad games this year at the uh, Mac Arena, the National Car Rectal Center, not to mention that Washington game last Thursday. Oh, by the way, don't forget, always a good idea for these home games, bring yourself a little pen flashlight and some good reading material. Oh, and you know where the good food is, by the way? The good food, I find out, is up on the second level, which I'm not sure how you get up there. But I discovered that the good they have like penne pasta with sausage or chicken. They've got all kinds of good stuff up there on the second level. The food on the first level down in the arena, oh, God, your dog wouldn't eat it. But on the second level, if you find some way to sneak up there, that's where the good stuff is. Hey, speaking of good stuff to put in your puss, by the way, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, it's a revolution. And the good part of the news is it's all over the world now. Not only in Amsterdam, but everywhere you go, there is Ben and Jerry's up the old yin-yang, man. It's everywhere because people have discovered, hey, you know, if you're going to have ice cream, if you're going to put all that sugar in your mouth and you're going to have a really enjoyable experience, it might as well be the best in the world, and that's what Ben and Jerry's is. Not just your boring, ordinary... You know, I'm going to leave the boring flavors to boring people, and there are many of you out there who are boring. Okay, you like vanilla, you like uh, butter pecan, great. More power. Strawberry, it's old, it's boring. But if you want to put great ice cream in your mouth, Ben & Jerry's makes unbelievable flavors like fish food, chocolate ice cream with loads and loads of gooey caramel, marshmallow, and little chocolate pieces shaped like fish swimming around inside of it. 
and they also make fish sticks to tide you over in between pints. They've also got great flavors that are unduplicated anywhere in the world, like Cherry Garcia and Chocolate Cherry Garcia, New York Super Fudge Chunk, Chubby Hubby, Chunky Monkey, Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough, Heath Bar Crunch, Dastardly Mash, and they got a lot of those flavors that come in frozen yogurt that taste just like ice cream. You wouldn't even know it's yogurt, not ice cream. Bed injuries isn't just ice cream, by the way. It is an addiction. Now, I guarantee you, you can't eat like only two or three spoonfuls. You pick up fish food and you melt that down to a nice consistency. If you can eat only one tablespoon, then you are some kind of a human being, I'll tell you. You've got some kind of power. Just give it a try. Pick up uh, 20 or 30 pints of Ben & Jerry's fish food and all the other great flavors at your favorite supermarket or convenience store or mobile station or any place in town. It's all over the place. Or visit one of Ben & Jerry's scoop shops. There's one in Miami in the Aventura Mall between Bloomingdale's and the AMC Theaters. You know Aventura Mall? That's where they send all our stuff back. And one on Miami Beach at 760 Ocean Drive. Ben & Jerry's, it is absolutely so good it's almost obscene. This is 560 QAM. Go to hell. Wife left town with a banana. All right. Love, a rotten deal. Found that yellow devil hiding in her purse. He's cold and he's hard, but he's got a feel. I hope it never happens to you. Some fruit breaks your marriage in two. My wife left town with a banana. My baby's slipping away. <laughs> With a banana, I'm a jealous man. She found a six inch Latin lover, and now she does the tango with her right hand. And right now, I could just die. He's eating my banana cream pie. My wife left down with a banana. Yes. My baby's slipping, my baby's slipping, my baby's slipping away. 1037 at uh, WQM. I'll tell you one thing must be slipping away at Channel 4. Did you see this? Did you read this in memo? Somebody sent us a copy of an internal memo from WFOR. Now, why did they have to fire up poor Campbell Martian and all these other people that are getting blown out over there? Times must be really tough at Channel 4 in town. Must begin to be that real... It is so hard. The memo says this is to all transmitter security from Henry Skip Green. Subject, styrofoam cups. As you know, by now, WFOR is no longer buying coffee for the transmitter site. As a result of this, WFOR will no longer buy styrofoam cups for the site. If you want, if you want to drink water or coffee, you must bring your own cup. Do not use other cups. When the current supply of styrofoam cups is gone, that's it. We will continue to have bottled water for now. Sign, skip. I'll tell you who they could use over there to help straighten this all out. They wouldn't have run out if they would have had the water Nazi. That's right. They need the water Nazi over there at Channel 4. Oh! If they want her, they got her. I'll tell you that right now. If it's up to me, you got her right now, immediately. God. Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Great. Hey, I just want to say, as much as it pains me, you're absolutely right about that dance. Um, it's almost embarrassing. I'm black and um, no, not almost. Don't say it. Don't don't yeah. equivocate. It's yeah, not almost. It is. it is embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I guarantee you, when you see that, you feel like, man, that man is making me feel like uh, yeah. crap. You're absolutely right. And I have to say, you know, not calling in to complain to you, but to say you really do have balls, and you know, the only person in, in town can admit that. 
you know, to face up to that. So that's the reason why I like the show. Well, so, thank God for you having the balls as a black man to say and admit it. Well, you know, you would say that if the guy was white. That's, that, how, that's, that's right. Be, that's absolutely right. Yeah. It would nauseate me. Yeah. But why is it that white guys don't do it, and there's this certain group? Not all the black guys do that. Like I said, a guy like Jerry Rice, who's right. got some class, you'll never see yeah. him do that. But well, what is it with these uh, jive-ass turkeys out there? Well, I tell you, even though I'm black, I don't have the answer. So I just have to call well, in. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it. It's the last thing we do. Well, hey, you got balls, man. Okay, have a great New Year. See, there you go. There's a brother, and he says, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct, sir. That's what he said. He feels embarrassed, like he wants to squirm under the couch when he sees some jive-ass turkey doing a goddamn dirty bird. The dirty bird. How about if he does the big bird, okay, and shoves it up his rectum? That sounds okay. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, these people think I just make this up. Oh, he don't know nothing about what's going on. It's the jocks. They're no, yeah, right. They may know what's going on, but how come they don't have the balls to tell you, to come right on here and open up a mouth and tell you exactly the way it is, like I said about Jimmy Johnson and Dan Marino, who detest each other like poison, which is why John, uh, Jimmy's always taking his little digs and little shots, you know, about uh, the quarterback this. He, he usually doesn't even mention him by name when he takes his little shots. And we got his 300th or 5 millionth or whatever the hell it was career touchdown pass. And everybody was screaming and calling in on this station. And all the people on the air screaming about it. Well, the reason that he didn't make a big deal about it is because he don't like them. They don't like each other. They, and I don't understand how that's going to work. That would be like working in a radio station where you didn't like the boss. <laughs> Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I just want to say, you know, happy luck next <laughs> New Year, not worry about the good things, but I want to say that I'm somebody who goes to the harness races, and I just want to tell people that stop buying those moronic lottery tickets where you haven't got a shot, and at least go there and just give them one or two names of people if they bet on them, at least they got a shot to have a good time, have a nice meal. Now, okay, great. Okay, listen, say hi to David Horrell for me, too, okay? Oh! Okay, we have an open line of Broward 1 and Dade, 5, 6, 7. See, that's the problem. Oh, and that reminds me. Thank God. I'm so glad you called, sir, even though that may come as a shock to you, and the audience especially. No, because he reminded me. You know, the, the more things change in this town, the more they stay the same. Excuse me for being way off mic and looking around, but i got to find this now. I forgot about it. Where was this article? Maybe I don't even have it with me. Oh, this must be it. Help for the helpless. No, that's not it, but it was about Gulfstream Park. Oh, I mean, it's so embarrassing. Come on, where the hell is it, mister? I can't find the damn thing. I guess I didn't bring that section in with me. It was a thing about how the Gulf Stream is going to try for the 10 millionth time to attract a different group of bettors and spectators. They're bringing in old rock groups here. They've been doing this for 100 years. Who are they bringing in now? Air Supply. Oi! Did you see that? Air supply. And most of the people at that track need air. They need an air supply. They're gasping for oxygen. The median age there of the blue hairs at Gulfstream is 120 years old. That's why I haven't been there in years. I won't go there. I saw my good friend Roy Slanhoff from Gulfstream at a hockey game a week or two ago. He gave me my press pass, all my credentials, my parking pass. They've, they're always very nice to me over there. I will not go there because, first of all, you go to the window at Gulfstream. I mean, I know Hank and those guys, all the, uh, you know, the gambling clique, Eddie Kaplan, they hang out upstairs there in a the press box. They don't have to worry about standing in line, which is smart. That's the way to do it. Because if you're down there, see, I like to be in the stands at the track, or at least at a table in the dining room like at Pompano Park. I don't want to be, like, way up in the, uh, you know, like some big shot. I want to be mingled with the uh, scumbags. 
but you go to the window to make a bet at Gulfstream, and there's some old fart, 120 years old, in front of you. And here's, here's exactly what happened. He goes in, in, in front of you, and now he opens up the racing form, and he leans over the, in front of the teller, okay? There's 30 seconds to post time. They're putting the horses in the starting gate. And now this guy, he's handicapping, and he's hunched over. Uh, give me a trifecta. Give me the, the one. Now, now, now make it uh, the three. And, of course, you're standing there peeing in your pants. You know that you're going to get shut out, which even if you lose, I'm one of those people, if I'm at the track, I don't want to be shut out, okay? I'd rather get my bed in. Even if the horse falls down, breaks a leg, I want to get my bed in. That's what I went there for, not to be just to watch everybody else bet. So now they're bringing in air supply. Does anybody in the world think that air supply is going to bring a younger crowd out to Gulfstream? No. No, I don't think so. I mean, they went through all those stale 50s groups. They brought back the remnants of groups that didn't exist anymore. You know, Mar not, not Martha Reeves, but the Vandellas. You know, Martha, the Vandellas without Martha. That, that kind of stuff they would bring in. I mean, you know, when are you going to learn? It just isn't. It didn't work in the past. It isn't going to work now. You just uh, this is the problem with the paramutual thing. Like this guy that calls a minute ago about the get somebody out to the harness race. He's he's doing a uh, what was the guy from uh, Guiding Light that they oh and Larry King hit him on the other night. Jeez, did you see that? It was a repeat because he's dead. So obviously it was a repeat. The guy that played Roger on Guiding Light that just uh, died from ALS. I mean, this guy is talking with a voice box. I get some, gotta tell these people, stop playing the lottery. Come out to Pompano Park and bet on Kevin Wallace. A guy with a voice box. He's, and you know something, he's one of our younger people that we have out there. If you've ever felt embarrassed or self-conscious about your medical condition, listen to this special offer. New from Respiratory Records. Comes a limited edition offering. The best of Drake 2 Karaoke. Just listen to this. There's a party going on right here. A celebration to last throughout the year. That's right. All your favorite hits as performed by Vinny the Voice Box. It's so good. Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. And who could forget this classic? Hey, Jude. Call today for the best of Trach Tube Karaoke. Just dial 1-888-512-SING. That number again, 1-888-512-SING. Tell the people to bet on Bruce Ranger at Pompano Park. Eleanor Kevin Wallace is God, and that little Wally Hennessy's okay. Yeah, there you go. Nice going, sir. I'll see you at the respirator room, okay? Wednesday night. Of course, tonight we got a hockey game. By the way, Fat Ridge. Oh, and Boca Brian, don't come down here. Today. There's no check for you today. Boca Brian, go home. Should have mentioned that an hour ago. Sorry about that. Well, George isn't here today. We're not doing checks and that stuff today. That's tomorrow. So if you're on your way down here, Boca Brian, turn around and go back where you came from. And also, if Fat Rich is listening, a Wednesday sounds good for the track tonight. This week, because uh, tonight we got a hockey game. Oh! Hockey always takes precedence over the goddamn uh, track and anything else. Hockey's number one, even though our team is uh, mediocre at best. And Terry Murray says a lot of bizarre things. And he benches Gordon Murphy now. And he's uh, doing all kinds of He just lost it. He has no clue. Two open lines within Dade County. And, you know, they're not going to talk about this Lamar Thomas thing. And I hate to single him out because he's only one of hundreds. 
but they're not going to talk about it because they don't have the balls to talk about the way they honestly and really feel when they see this stuff, okay? Maybe it's just me and this other black guy that called a minute ago. Maybe we're the only two people in America who are nauseated and turned off and just embarrassed for these people with that kind of behavior. Maybe other people think it's great. Maybe they think it's a real show. It's showmanship, baby. Here's a Westchester. Hello. Westchester. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah. Neil. Yeah. I'm going back to my country. Good. Okay. We'll pack your sandwich. Let's go to a, a mobile in Coral Gables. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. And back to you. And a great job on on your uh, uh, thing for... Uh, yes, it was for Center One on the thing. Center right? One, yes. Mm -hmm. Listen, Neil. Always what... do a great job on my thing, if I can. <laughs> Neil, one good way that they can stop those jocks from doing that... Yeah. Drug test them after the game. That's all I have. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. There's a brilliant comment. Drug test him after the... <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not looking to bring out the Klansmen yet, okay? Maybe that'll do that a little later in the week. I'm looking for people that got, like, a real attitude or opinion on that. Yeah, drug test him after the game. Dade County lines are open, 5-6. Maybe I ought to start drug testing some of the fans after the game. Oh! There you go. I, I, oh, I got a great idea. I have a great idea, although it would be bad for business at the ball games. Can you imagine? I mean, all you cops out there that are always setting up these roadside sobriety checks, what a better place to do it? Right outside PP Park after a Dolphin Monday night game. Forget about the other game, a Monday night game. Or after one of the uh, Panther games, like after tonight at the Mac Arena, you come out of there, oh, we got a little roadblock here, going to have to do a little sobriety test. You think that maybe like 40% of the people would wind up... Uh, Failing the test, it's a beautiful thing watching all those people just, just downing, guzzling down beer after beer after beer. Hey, give me the keys. Come on. I know my way. Come on. Give me the keys. Like my good friend Andy who sits over there on the other side. We see you, Andy the whale in the hockey game. I'll wave to tonight, Andy, before you get all red in the push and you get too incoherent to see me. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. I have an uh, opinion, just like you have an opinion about the Dirty Bird. Yeah. And to the uh, houseboy that called in earlier. The houseboy, yeah. The reason the that Uncle you all, Tom? yeah, the Uncle Tom, uh -huh. whatever you want to call him, the reason you all don't understand about celebration is because you don't understand. Uh, growing up as a as a young child in the in the uh, heart of Liberty City, whenever we play Sandlot and you score a touchdown, it's your time to shine. So all the pros are doing what they were doing in their childhood days to just express themselves. Uh -huh. And when white people like you and the houseboy call in, the houseboy. don't understand expression. the cracker, yeah. You kind of, the, the you, you, you go against it. So if you don't understand, it must be wrong. So it's not wrong. It's just that you don't understand. No, I didn't say it was wrong. I said about it makes me people. sick to my stomach is what I said. But and the people, we celebrate about a lot of things. Yeah. And whenever we get a chance to shine, like these guys, in front of millions of people who are watching, doing uh -huh. something that white folks can't do, uh -huh. especially hockey players, don't know how to dance. All they know how to do is fight. Yeah. In a game where it's supposed well, to be... Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to send Peter Worrell. Trace, trace the call, Joe. We're sending Peter Worrell over to his house to beat the crap out of him. Oh! We'll knock on your door in about a half an hour, sir. A big black guy named Peter is going to beat the snot out of you, okay? We have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the world-famous AT&T wireless, whatever it is, wireless line. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Listen, this one talked to you. I went up to the Tampa game this weekend. Oh God! What a what a pathetic performance! Why, why would you go over to see that every time? Well, you know, it was a long weekend. Hey, you know, went to Bush Gardens. Time seeing that crap. Well, you know, we're Boxing Day. We were up there. We went to Bush Gardens. We had a weekend of it. Yeah, Bush Gardens isn't too bad, by the way. Yeah, listen, I'll tell you something. After the first period. And by the way, don't you think I know who this is? 
Well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Can you believe that? Can you believe that was that whining jackass? Oh, my God. Like, I'm going to talk to you. I'm not going to. And I'm asking myself, how, why would you waste your time going? But you have no life. Of course, you would be one of those idiots that would go over to Tampa to watch a, a bum four cocky game. Of course, you would, because you have no life. Whining simpleton now. He thinks because George isn't here today, it's going to take me more than 10 seconds to catch on to who this asshole is. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Uh, you know this guy that called a minute ago. It's like the same thing about you know uh, the, that pros and cons book I was talking about about the gangsters in the NFL. Well, you don't understand. You know uh, you can't. You can take the boy out of the ghetto. All these old tired cliches. Nobody wants cliches as excuses for behavior that is deemed to be crap. Okay, that is socially unacceptable. Now I'm not saying the dirty bird is socially unacceptable yet. But let's work on it, okay? Let's put our heads to it. Let's work on it. When you're losing 21 to nothing and millions of people are watching and you you're, you're uh, make a catch that really has no, a midfield that has no significance certainly isn't going to change the outcome of the game. People, those millions of people are looking at this guy and they're saying, he's an asshole. That's right. So this other uh, scumbag that calls here a minute ago, give me all the song and the dance he wants about, well, you don't understand. I do understand, okay? And that is when you're getting paid millions. It's, it's like the guy that, uh, uh, that wouldn't stand for the national anthem. What that was his name that he changed his name to, uh, you know, in the NBA? And he got traded. Come on. Oh, see, Joe is just, uh, he's under too much stress, too much Mahmoud pressure. Thank you so much. I knew I could count on our sports expert back there, the Jewish sports expert, Josh Friedman. What was it, Mahmoud? Oh, yeah, well, he, he, no, no, you like to say it because it's got a, and that's why you like to say it. Come on, admit it. I admit it. He admits it. He likes to say, say Jews, because I can tell you, we like saying, like Kushmir and Tokas. Oh, yeah, we say anything with a, we like saying it, because most Goyim can't say it, unless they're Germans, which, of course, then we run real fast. But anyway, he wouldn't, he would not be standing for the national anthem. Well, I got news for you. When, when you're getting paid millions of dollars, the league certainly has got the right to tell you at least to a minimum degree. I mean, they're not saying you got to go out there and uh, every hair on your head has got to be a certain length. But but they're going out there saying this is this is the way we do things. If you don't want to do it this way, you're out. Goodbye. I blow it out your ass. Right, Mahmoud? And he said no. So anyway, it's uh, I, how do we get into all this? Isn't it the holidays? Are we supposed to be? <laughs> because it makes me sick to my stomach. That's why. And because, like I said, you won't hear other people on this station talking about this. Oh, they'll, they'll cover it up, and they'll soft pedal, and little Joe will get on it, little dog this morning, and suck around. Man, I, you know, he, I, I take it back. I apologize to Gildy. I really do. The biggest suck hole of all on that show is, is Joe Rose. He really He's a suck-up, man. Sucks Dan Marino's rectum big time. I mean, seriously, those two shower together on the weekend. I've heard reports. They actually still, I mean... They they never played on the team together, did they? Wasn't the Rose was already retired by the time Marino started? Did they play together? Yes. For how long? The early, the real early Marino days. Joe Rose caught Marino's first pass, touchdown pass. <laughs> oh, Josh came up with a line he didn't even know it. He caught uh, Danny's first pass, huh? Now was this in the locker room or on the football field, Josh? I'm not commenting on that. Okay. No, but, how, but, I mean, how long was he there? How long before Joe finally got shuttled off to Channel 6? A couple of or, years. A couple of years, yeah. But, I mean, he, those two are so tight. So you'll never get any objectivity about that. 
and this thing, and, and to suck up and try to cover up. Oh, he was just trying to get the team fired up. I mean, come on, give me a break. Is there anybody with a brain that believes that? No. Of course not. It's a just, and, and like Mark Gaston, so we don't have to make this a racial thing. There was a white guy. Everybody in America could look at him and say, he's an asshole. He's an asshole. Some ordinary place, I mean, you know, a half a yard in a cloud of dust, he makes a tackle, and he's out there and he's acting like, uh, you know, uh, Godzilla. And I, I don't care whether you're black or you're white. I mean, there's just there's no room for that in professional sports. And the example that it sets for the kids is pathetic. It's not bad enough that we got all these NBA guys out on strike because they're having a tough time scraping money together to put uh, bread on the table with their 15 and 18 million dollars a year, and they're having a tough time uh, making uh, you know budget in the household. That's a real good example for all you kids out there, as Don Cherry would say. And if he doesn't stop saying, I'm going to stop watching Hockey Night in Canada, by the way. Cut it out, Grapes. You're getting, I mean, so old and tired. By the way, nice game by the Leafs there Saturday against Montreal. Well, they felt sorry for the Canadians. They wanted to give them one, you know? Anybody care about that? No. Anybody see it? No. Thank God. 1056 and 560 WQA. This is Gabby. Yeah, hi, Gabby. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you get some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my, uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm -hmm. I don't know what they would do it right away. It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Mm-hmm. Laser surgery. Mm-hmm. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um... My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little information from you, okay? Just one moment. It right? puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it advice? puts the lotion in the basket. Okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you another time, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? Minute after 11 at 560 WKM. So what the hell is he trying to say? It puts the lotion in the basket. That's what I thought. They still don't get it. You know, you realize there's about 20% of the idiots out there. They still don't get it. Two open lines in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Great. I'm um, first-time caller. Um, I just wanted to please don't hang up. This is actually uh, interesting. I got out of the Marine well, Corps. Well, what do you mean it's actually interesting? Well, what does that mean? It, it, it's despicable what these players are doing in the end zone. 
Um, what's happening is what does that, that have to do with getting out of the Marine Corps? What does that mean? Okay, I explain to you. Very simple. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I joined law enforcement, and I have to work all day to get paid forty thousand uh, dollars all day, eight hours, ten hours a day, mm -hmm. at the end of the year to get paid about forty thousand dollars a year. I see these players making millions of dollars, score a touchdown, and jump up and down like monkeys. And then it reminds me of all the guys just that, monkeying around. This, the, the, I, it reminds me of those guys that stand up in, in the corner in Overtown selling drugs celebrating God knows what yeah. when, they, when they make a score. They jump up and down, they do the dirty they do. bird. And they do, do, do they do, now, that's interesting. Do they do the dirty bird in, in uh, Overtown when they uh, make a drug deal? Uh -huh. Exactly. I know that. Yeah, they jump up and down, and, they, and they're, you know... They, they're, but they're, wait a minute, but, like do a they, but do they do the dirty bird? I mean, jumping up and down, anybody yes, do that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They do, they they do the yes, dirty bird, they, okay. They do the dirty bird. They do all kinds Taking of crazy celebrations. Yeah. And I'm just standing there, you know, watching this guy. Anytime, now, do they, every, do they get down on the uh, ground and they, like, roll a pair of imaginary dice? Do they also do that? No, no, they don't. No. Well, maybe no, that'll be don't. next week. No, but they always, it's despicable that I got to work all day, yeah. you know, to make 40 grand. And when I see these guys making millions of dollars just to carry a football, mm -hmm. it's just despicable. That's all I got to say. And don't forget, the guys in the NBA, they're only making 12, 15, 18 million a year. They're having a tough time to making ends meet. It's, you know, just one of those things. Okay, good luck, pal. Right. Welcome to, you know, the guy doesn't understand it because... That's the American fucking way. That's right. Because we really got our priorities in order, baby. We understand. But, you know, it's, I'm actually taking great pleasure in watching the House of Cards all come crumbling down like I predicted. You know, a few years ago when I started talking about this, as usual, oh, he's crazy. He's just a party pooper. He don't know what he's talking about. And you see they keep building these new arenas and these new stadiums and more skyboxes and more luxury boxes and more thousands and thousands of empty seats. You watch, and it just amazes me, the Fleet Center in Boston, of all places, with one of the original six teams in the league, and you watch a hockey game from the Fleet Center, and you see all those thousands of people disguised as yellow seats. It's amazing. Just tons of empty seats. And you want to know why? Because they just can't afford any more punishment, okay? So if the NBA, and it should be like any day now, they'll be officially announcing cancellation of the entire season, and we'll all say, Yahoo! That's what we'll say. We'll have a goddamn party. I promise you that. We'll all get together and do the dirty bird and celebrate. Oh! Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You know, I have a big dish, and this is the second year that I refuse to pay for the football package because I can't stand the celebrations. Yeah. I mean, here are professional athletes. You never see, like you said, they, you never see that kind of celebration in hockey. Uh, you very rarely see it in baseball when a guy hits a home run in a, in a, in a great spot. You know, he he troughs around the bases. He comes into the dugout. They give each other high fives. There's none of. I mean, I mean, these guys work more on their choreography than they do on their play. Yeah. And for the most mediocre yeah, I, play, I, I think. In fact, now that you mentioned, I, I really do believe that every team in the NFL has got its own choreographer. You know, I agree with you. I mean, I just stop watching football. I mean, every now and then I'll catch a Dolphins game, or if there's a really a couple of good teams playing. I've totally lost interest in professional football. See, this, and quite this, frankly, most professional sports. This this militant guy that called me a little while ago, you know, and, and I, I think he's serious, unfortunately. He he doesn't under, and of course I guess he doesn't care. See, there, there's this element of people we don't care what you think. Well, that's fine, but I'm still going to express my opinion. It's still a real turnoff. So if you don't I, care, then don't be all bent out of shape because I'm uh, telling you what I think. I can't stand it, you know, and and, and it just turned me off to the whole game. And I used to be a fanatic. I mean, I used to, you know, used to watch football from uh, from Saturday afternoon through uh, through Monday night without a stop. And and I hardly ever watch a game anymore. Okay. All right. Happy New Year. Have man. a good one.
Yeah, and in fact, I'm trying to think. And it was it wasn't it a it was a white guy. I'm trying to think. A couple of years ago, when a guy fumbled the ball going into the end zone because he was uh, celebrating and he fumbled like on a one yard line, or no, he spiked the ball. Was that a white guy or a black? Not that it makes any difference. Remember that? Don't you remember? Yeah, a guy spiked the ball like on a one foot line. Okay, you're looking at me. It was in the NFL. I guarantee you this. It was in that. Somebody will remember. Somebody that knows something about sports, Joe. We have an open line in date, 5670. Joe says he hates all of this, by the way. He wishes he was working on, like, a music station like Power 96. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, good morning. Uh, just, I just want to say that I agree with you so much about everything you said about these jocks. And, oh, uh, God. <laughs> it's one thing when somebody scores a touchdown and celebrates it, as trivial as that may be, but uh, Lamar Thomas, who, as you said, makes an, uh, a trivial catch. A meaningless catch in the middle of a blowout, in the middle of a disaster. The team is being embarrassed, and he jumps like a moron. He still allows the receiver, despite the new, uh, well, he the had new a contract. Of, he had a couple of good games tonight. Well, thanks nice to Marino. Like just like Sean Burke, yeah. Well, that shows how good Marino is, makes mm-hmm. even a Lamar Thomas look good. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, I want to thank you for being honest and stating your views openly on the air versus somebody like uh, Joe Rose, who this morning was saying, well, Lamar Thomas was trying to rally up. To oh, that, that's, a pile, to pile that's up. a pile of crap. Yeah, exactly, because he's another moron uh, athlete. Uh, so another he just, all he does is, exactly. Right. All he does is try to uh, brown nose to Jimmy Johnson, who I think is absolutely despicable. And uh, he's always trying to find excuses for these idiots that, that behave like complete morons on the field. Okay, Paul, I got you Thanks to you, man. And have a great day. Bye. See, there you go. So far, it's almost unanimous, except for that one militant guy out there who's uh, all bent out of shape and can't wait for the big black guy named uh, Peter to come to his house and knock the door down. Which he's on his way, by the way, pal. Also, Joe Rose's brother-in-law is going to be there with him. Just as a backup, so to speak. Where are we going? Here's um, here's Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. It was John Beebe. He took the ball from Leon Lett in the Super Bowl, remember? John Beebe? Don Beebe. Oh, Don Beebe, yeah. He took the ball from Leon Lett when he was crossing the other Right, that's right. All right. To me, I think it's, uh, I'm from New York, and I think it's a southern thing. I, I don't he must see have been any, a BB brain. There you go. I don't see any of the northern ball players doing that kind of stuff. To me, I think it's a southern mentality type thing. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think we need a lot more like northern players like Lawrence Taylor. He was always a good uh, role model for kids. He's had yeah. a little problem again the last few days, but uh, he'll be all right. No one could score a touchdown like O.J., though. He used to just... Yeah, he was, he was a killer, no question. Okay, yeah, and he was like from the uh, far west. He was out from the but that ghetto. You can't take the ghetto, and that that's what they say. If uh, if it fits, uh, you must acquit or something like that. Uh, if you're talking rhyme, uh, you're talking real slime. You know, see, it, it doesn't cover anything up. You know, these these like Jesse Jackson. He's been doing that for years, and of course Johnny Cochrane, He likes to do it too, because they've got him a, a TV show. You know, you're talking rhyme a lot. You know, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit because it sounds like something that rhymes with quit. Oh, God, it's uh, so sad. But it's, like I said before, you've got to understand you can't fight it because... That's the American fucking way. <laughs> That's right. So either uh, think or thwim, baby. Think or thwim. You either go with the flow or uh, you just don't know. Here's Carol City. Hello. Carol City. Hey, how you doing, man? Great. Hey, I'm a black Canadian from Toronto. You're a black Canadian? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, one. You know, I was uh, hearing you talk about uh, the celebrations. Well, anyway, first of all, about Lamar Thomas, they're going to get crushed by Buffalo. <laughs> we're we're going to come here. We're going to run all over them. Yeah. But just thinking about the good old days when people like Daryl Sittler, when they score, Peter Stastny, when they score in hockey, what is they never, field? ever right. celebrate. No, they put, they put their stick up the air and they all go out and they No, if you other. watch Peter oh, Stastny oh, when he played for the, the old days, days. Yeah, you're right. Celebrated. That's right. They didn't even put their stick up the air. That's, that's right. 
I mean, that is what it's all about. I remember Daryl Sittler scored so many goals for the Maple Leafs, and it looked six like it was one game, by the way. Died. Six in one game, I just thought I'd mention that. I remember against the Boston Bruins. Right. <laughs> and it's, here's, it's, a, you know, here's a real sports fan, ladies and gentlemen. Here's a rarity in this town. Yes, and my name is Earl, and um, I'm a first-time caller, and it, it's good to see you on TV also. And thank God that uh, even though we had a couple of bad games, thank God the Leafs can finally wear that the blue and white proud this year. You know it, man. There you know go. it. And have a great life. Take care, man. See you. Oh, my God. See, and how come he was so articulate and he wasn't talking in jive and talking in rhymes? So you go up to Canada and you'll find there's black people up there, not too many, but there's some black people up there and they speak like uh, English. And they're not uh, passing off this bubonics crap and juking and jiving and dancing and act like professional step and fetches. We got to make some progress here, baby. We got to stop worrying about calling people honkies and niggers and uh, crackers and all this other bull crap. We got to be just like regular human beings, okay? But if you want to have your own separate code of behavior, then people are going to look at you and say, oh my God, look at that step and fetch it coon, man, because that's the way he's behaving. That's what we're saying. That's what we're thinking. And most of you, even though I'm sitting here, do I guess I can do it for you, okay? Because most of you are a bunch of pathetic, spineless wimps who don't have the guts to tell it exactly the way you feel. This is America. It's because you're conditioned. You're conditioned to being a wimp. You're conditioned not to really speaking your mind because you might offend somebody. Oh, God. Someday. Someday when people can uh, wake up and realize how backward this goddamn country is. Oh, by the way, speaking of backward, I'm not going to get into this thing, but I read one interest. There's a book called, this is totally off the wall, but it just came to my mind. The book is called The Super Antioxidants, While It'll Change the Face of Healthcare in the 21st Century. Does this have anything to do with what I'm talking about? No. But anyway, it talks about diabetes in here, and it says the diabetic produces a byproduct of glucose, glucose metabolism called sorbitol. <laughs> So I've always wondered why I've had this tremendous allergy to these sugar substitute products that are loaded with sorbitol, and as soon as I eat like just a very small amount of it, I oh, God. In the non-diabetic, sorbitol is formed but broken down readily into fructose and other simple sugar. This allows the sorbitol to be excreted from the cell. In the diabetic, however, with frequent elevations in blood sugar levels, sorbitol accumulates in the cell and plays a major role in the complications of the diabetic. Oy. How do you like that? So all you people out there, all you diabetics, who are eating sorbitol as a substitute for sugar, you're doing yourself irreparable damage. I'm telling you that right now, okay? Great book, by the way, but I don't want to start with that. Here's uh, Miami. Hello? Neil, how you doing? Great. Good morning. Um, buenos dias. Buenos dias. Um, I agree with you on some things, and I don't agree with you on other things. I don't mind a celebration. That's my opinion. And you were saying that you like people who are true to what they think. Well, yeah. I believe that the celebration doesn't bother me. Because in hockey... Um, after some time, even when they don't score a goal, they start, you know, fighting. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line of date, 5670560. That was one of our little Julios, evidently, because he was talking about that. But he was talking Greek. We're doing Greek, I think. Here's a mobile, wait a minute, mobile in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going, buddy? Great. Hey, man, isn't it a reference to, you know, everybody who's saying that all these players get paid so much money? You know, the fact that they get paid so much money is they have such a low shelf life. You know, they're going to be in the league for, what, five to ten years at max. And after that, well, let, let, me, ask you, let me ask you this. How would you like to be paid three, four, five million a year for a five to ten years? You think you could, I, I, you I think, think you I could handle it. Huh? I think I can handle yeah, it. And you think maybe you'd be able to stock away enough so that maybe you might be able to live off of it for the rest of your of course, life? Of course. But, you know, the people who resent it are all probably some high school, you know, big high school football stars. They didn't make it anywhere. 
And they look up there and they see these guys making four to five million dollars a year, and they resent it. The, the people who resent it are people who are high school football stars who couldn't make it in the pros. That's what of you're course. saying. Of course. As opposed to people that go out there and work their ass off uh, ten hours a day, six days a week, uh, fifty weeks a year, and are making you know twenty-five. They still, pay to, they still pay to go see the game. They do. Of course. How the hell can they afford it? How can a schlepper like that afford to go play and see that crap? <laughs> I don't know, but you know what? Everyone who hates the fact these guys are getting paid ten million dollars a year, you know, you should respect that. You know, you, these guys, you, wait, 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 these guys wait, wait, are the cream wait, of the crop. What do you mean you should respect that? These guys are the cream of cream the crop. Cream of the crap. Blow it out your ass, okay? Go blow some cream. Get out of my face. Jeez, no, I didn't say in my face. I said... It puts the lotion in the basket. That's what I said. They're the cream of the crop. Man, you're, you're the problem with America, sir. We're tracing your call, and once the big black guy named Peter gets done with this other guy that called a little while ago, he's going to come over to your house and be knocking on the door and straighten your ass out. And put your priorities, put your house in odor, mister. These are the cream of the crop. I think you had one letter wrong in that second word there. They're the cream of the crap. That's right. Big stinking deal. They play a game. Ooh, I'm starting to get just like George now with his sports stuff. Because it's starting to really offend me bitterly, the fact that there are assholes like this guy who are defending people that are getting paid 10 and 15 and 20 million dollars a year to go out and play a game. And then if they get a goddamn hangnail like Roger Clemens, they get a hangnail or maybe he ate too much that day, which in his case could be almost any day. Then all of a sudden he's out with a tummy ache. And this is a turn in the rotation. Yeah, rotate this, okay, Roger? Well, he couldn't get as much in the open market. See, some of you people aren't old enough to remember sports when it was a real sport. When there was some real loyalty, when Al Kaline was on the Tigers his whole career, or Mickey Mantle was a Yankee his whole career, or Joe DiMaggio, is he dead yet? Or Joe DiMaggio, you know. And once in a while, a guy like Babe Ruth, when he was at the end of his career, okay, went to the Dodgers, the Cubs, he was like uh, over the hill, he was finished. And that would be like big news, like a major story. But generally speaking, there was some continuity because there was a loyalty factor. Now you get a guy like Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown, as far as I'm concerned, is breaking the law. Because in America, other than certain uh, Carson County, uh, Nevada, wherever the hell it is, prostitution is illegal in America. He is a paid prostitute. He's with the Marlins one year. He's with San Diego the next year. Now he's with Los Angeles. And guess what? Uh, you know, if, if, he, if he, somehow he could find a way to get out of it and go somewhere else for $30 million next year, he'd do it. And you're saying, well, you wouldn't do it? Let me say this to you, okay? If somebody says to me, I'm going to pay a 6 or $7 million a year, I'm not going to go look to somebody else and say, okay, how about you? Will you pay me 8 or 9 that's the point. How much can anybody possibly spend that we have to hear stories about, well, his kid is in school or whatever the hell it is? Who gives a crap, okay? Kevin Brown, you're nothing but a goddamn whoremeister, and it's people like you that are destroying you. You're not in the process. You've already done it. You've destroyed sports. You've ruined it. There is no sport left. It is, used to be mostly business. Now it's nothing but business. And if you don't believe me, just look at the NBA. Nothing but business. And, and is there anybody in this audience, is there anybody in this audience, if you were making those millions of dollars that most of those players are, and don't give me a song to dance that most of them, that only a few of them are, that's bullcrap. Of all the major sports, the NBA, the average salary is the highest in the NBA of any professional sport. And what are they arguing about? Oh, they want more of that $2 billion. That, yeah, they want more. They want more. They want, they want, they want, and guess what? The answer is no. Pull it out your ass. Go flip burgers at McDonald's. Go work at Jack in the Box. And then, of course, uh, you, you know, you, you folks are supposed to subsidize it. You're supposed to work your 40-hour weeks. 
and scrape together the best you can and make some kind of a life, and then you're supposed to go out there and subsidize it. And the answer continues to be more and more. No. Blow it out your ass. And I say, all right, better late than never that people are finally catching on to this bullcrap. Well, they're the cream of the crop. Yeah. I'll guarantee you. In fact, I, this guy may be right. Lamar Thomas may do the dirty bird better than anybody else in the whole goddamn league. Seriously. Let's take a poll on that. Let's find out who does the best goddamn dirty bird. Oh! Okay? I thought we got rid of the bird. So just just when we thought he was out, they drag him back in. It's eleven nineteen at five sixty WQM New Bedford. Hey kids, are you tired of that neighborhood bully? He stole my lunch money. Ah, shut up, kid, and tell your mom to hold the mail next time. Next time, fight back. But he's bigger than me. No, no, no. Just tell mom next time she hits the candy aisle at the grocery store, pick up a pack of new Shock-Cat candy bars. Shock-Cat? Yes, it's a new candy bar made entirely from recycled cow dung, guaranteed to turn your stomach. So next time... All right, kid, give me a lunch. No, no, please don't take it. Just shut up and hand it over. Okay, here you go. But whatever you do... Please don't eat my candy bar. Hey, cool. Ah, this tastes like shit. So, you want my lunch tomorrow, too? We get a hunch. You gotta blow lunch. When you take a bite of that shit cat bar. Okay, it's 11.23. We got the bells back. We got all kinds of great little uh, bells and noises and uh, whiz-bangs going off here. All kinds of crap for the holidays, which you can't hear on the air. Maybe you can hear it in the background, okay? Maybe that'll just uh, stay on all the way till 2 o'clock. Or maybe they're just celebrating that Greg Reed was just down here. That might be it. Listen to that. I wish they could hear that on the air. But at any rate, we have an open line of date, 5670560. Oh, thank God it stopped. God, it feels so good now that it stopped. And pound 560 on the mobile one line. Yeah, it's like an S&M exercise. Like when they took uh, in Clockwork Orange, you know, and they had him uh, locked in the room with the Beethoven blasting off the walls. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Uh, you're great at it, bringing out the uh, rednecks and the Oreos. The Oreos? Yeah. I wanted to ask you something. Have you ever been to a black church, a Baptist church? No. Well, if you look at the difference in a black church and a Catholic church... You'll see how black people are really enthusiastic about the Lord and how they're really getting into it. It's all a bunch of crap. What, what difference does it make whether you're enthusiastic or not? It's just yeah. crap. Well, I'm just trying to say culturally, that's what it is. And it's just like the same thing. You say you want to go back to the days of Lou Gehrig and all that, but you don't also go back to the days when blacks weren't allowed in baseball, they weren't allowed in football. That's what you're talking about. I never about. mentioned Lou Gehrig. Where, where did Lou Gehrig come from? Well, whoever those old people Although today is the luckiest day on the uh, yeah. Well, it's not just Sandy Koufax. Huh? I said, don't start picking on the Jews. But I'm saying that's what it is about celebrations. I don't say Lamar Thomas, what he did, made any and, sense. And then, and then Greg Reed was just telling me there was another pass he caught later, and he went over to the camera guy, and he stuck the, stuck the pointed end of the football yeah, in the stupid. lens of the camera. It was stupid, but I don't think you should use him as a criteria to say that all celebrations are stupid. It's all about entertainment, just like anything else. It's entertainment? Yeah. You, know, you know, you make it, no, you, that is it's a like valid, no, 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 wait, no, wait, no, wait a minute, stupid, wait, wait a minute, let me say something. Okay. You make a very valid point, and the fact is, that in lieu of quality, see, this is what's happened. It's like the Gary Glitter thing, and I've been telling people this, and they, they just don't want to understand it. Because before expansion, when you really had quality, when you had really great teams in all the sports, 
the, the sport stood on its own. You didn't need all the fun, the phony music, and you didn't need signs, you know, to tell people when to applaud and cheer and applause meters and all this other bullcrap. But now we have to have all these other artificial things to give the aura of, wow, this is really exciting, even though when it's uh, very mediocre and it's crap. That's, that's a very good point. But, but don't you think that things... But, but I'm just changed. telling you, to me, it's not entertaining. It's a tremendous gross-out, and I find it incredibly offensive. Okay, but don't you think things like this old Frankenstein movies, which were great and scary at the time, but now we have aliens, blood, gushing, and all that, do you think... Don't you think we, we upgrade every time? We keep doing up, up, more, we have need, more, and more, and more. What you're saying is the next time Lamar Thomas catches a pass, we ought to have blood gushing. No, not Lamar that. Thomas, but I'm oh. just saying when a football player is uh, doing the dances or doing the whatever, the dirty people, board, I yeah. love it. They love it. But, I mean, in the old days, like you said, people probably wouldn't have appreciated it. But in the old days, people, nowadays, people want to appreciate Frankenstein or Mummy. It doesn't scare anybody now. And yeah. maybe in the future, we'll need to see people's heads cut off for real to really enjoy our movies. Okay. Okay. In fact, I said, that one's coming next week, by the way. Okay. Woo! So, so what is it that he was trying to say? Brother, you're huffing all over, boy. I'm a Catholic. No, I've never been to a black church here, but I have seen some of those uh, those evangelicals. I've seen some of those people uh, wrestling with their snakes. As a matter of fact, we've got the uh, Assembly of God right on my street there out in Plantation Acres. And they're in there, I guess, uh, wrestling with their conscience or wrestling with snakes or whatever it is that they do. And as a matter of fact, over the weekend I saw some Orthodox Jews, a whole group of them with their uh, yarmulkes on. And I thought to myself, isn't that sad? And then I was thinking to myself about the Mormons that wear their special underwear. Well, what are they called? They're ma- the magic underwear? What is the word they use for that? Are you not familiar with it? With the Mormons and the underwear they have to wear all the time, except when they're, uh, like, taking a shower, I guess, or a bath. They're like, uh, they have special underwear that they wear all the time. And Joey's looking at me like, wow. wow. Huh? Why? I, I asked him, ask Donnie Osmond. I don't know, because it's part of their uh, bubble mice. See, every religion, uh, why do those uh, Orthodox Jews, why are they all making their little kids wear those beanies on their heads so everybody else can point out, ha, 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 look, uh, look at that, David's got a beanie on his head. Because they're full of this old-time crap, because we can't outgrow it. We can't let go of this nonsense, this garbage. Oh, yeah, we'll probably have some more calls about the magic underwear. Oh, and there, the bells are back again. Probably a Mormon over at the Bell South messing around with us. What is it? Who was that? Who the hell was that? Where did that voice just come from? Do you think the ISDN line is crossing over with another one? That was a definite voice. No, he said a very high-sounding noise is whoever was just... I don't know what that is. I think somebody at Bell South is uh, potsking around with us again. I think it's time to file a lawsuit against Bell South. I think let's get Larry Mixon on the phone and see if he can't get those bastards straightened out. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Can you hear that uh, those, that noise? On the on the phone, but not on the radio. Oh, okay. I'd be a black man. Oh, as soon as I mention it, no, you don't. Yes, I'd be. No, I'm you do not guy. be. No. You do not be black. You'd be, no, listen, uh, I'm a black guy from Miami. Dark black? And when I saw... Well, I'm kind of mocha. Okay. Uh, when I saw Lamar Darker Thomas, or lighter than Malcolm on The Young and the Restless? No, I'm not that light. Okay. Uh, when I saw Lamar Thomas do that, it just, something in me just turned. Yeah. And I used to be like the one who, but not like that kind of celebration. I mean, that's not even celebration. That's just acting like an asshole. Exactly. I mean, this guy, you know, cut it right to the chase, man. Just cut all the bull crap away. He's acting like an asshole. Exactly. Very well I mean, said. There's a difference between a little celebration. See, I don't mind a little celebration in the end zone. As long as you don't get outrageous with it. Yeah. You know, going and, and as long like as, as as long as it's at a time. In other words, if they would have just scored the tying touchdown or right. something, made a great come from behind. Exactly. Okay, then maybe you understand why the guy's really jubilant and exactly. uh, fired up and but pissed off or whatever. Touchdowns and you 
catch a ball at the 50 yard line and right. jump up and start acting like an asshole and flipping around and throwing right. your arms. And that's not even a dirty bird. What he was doing, he was like mocking the dirty bird. So I don't mind a little celebration, but I mean, he's just outrageous. And especially after last week, all the catches that touchdown catch that he made, and he'll run into the end zone and give it to his grandmother. You know, that was like, you know, inspirational and it made you feel good. Mm-hmm. But then he come back this week and act like a complete asshole. And it yeah. just made me change my whole view of him. I all over have here. Reggie White come down here and beat the crap out of him. Hey, and in closing, in closing, yeah. uh, if I ever see Linda Tripp in the airport, I will beat her ass. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. God, we have an open line at Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. What am I going to do about my toilet seat? That's the most important thing of the day. I've got a broken toilet seat. Now I've got to go to Kmart or Walmart or one of those damn marts, buy a toilet seat and potchke around with those uh, things there and fasten it all down. See, I guess you never, no matter how long you've lived, there's always something new and exciting, some new pain in the ass thing that comes along. Oh, gee, I didn't even realize that thing was going to break. Yeah, there it is. Now, I'm sure that they could probably, I mean, I, I would imagine if we can send an old fart like John Glenn into the, to an outer space again with a, a space, space-age colostomy bag, I'm sure we have the technology to make toilet seats that never break. But then how the hell would they sell new toilet seats? Planned obsolescence again. It's not just with your car they do it. They even do it with your goddamn toilet seat. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. Listen, I got a spy report first. I was listening to the hockey game, uh, and after the game, David J. Neal, they were talking about Stu Barnes. Yeah. And he was saying how some people have been making a case for Stu Barnes for years down here and making a ruckus. And then he go, in closing, he goes, uh, he goes, I guess some guys can only handle the little ones. Or he goes, or it was something like, I guess some guys only prefer the little ones. And that was a knock on you, believe it or not. And, uh, how do you know that? Because they were talking about people down here making a case for Stu Barnes in the radio. Yeah. And then he goes, well, I guess some guys can only handle the little ones. Mm-hmm. Meaning... Well, us, again, there you go. See, that's the more, more that the same ethnic stuff. Again, and I guess us white guys just don't measure up to David J. Neal. And about the maybe cel- he's got maybe he's packing something really powerful under that Hussad Shako or whatever that thing is he's wearing. Well, you know, I've I've called you about him before. You know, he works out of my gym, and this is a guy that wears like he works out at your gym in in South Beach. Okay, yeah. and he's the only black guy there, and uh, he wears like his seventh grade gym uniform. He wears uh, like a shirt that you got for free, like when you bought a can of peanuts or something yeah. like, from five years ago. And well, I'm sure that's what they're paying him at their oldest peanuts, <laughs> so it kind of fits right in. And in closing, uh, about this uh, celebration thing, I saw something yesterday. I think it was the Saints. I think after some guy scored a touchdown, they did a leapfrog with like four different players. Did you see that? No. They like lined up, and one guy jumped over the other guy who jumped over the other guy, and it was and they were like losing by 40 points. So it was the oh, most ridiculous thing I've know. ever seen. And, and, and uh, by the way, uh, I went shopping last night at Publix. Asked my girlfriend to uh, put the lotion in the basket. Okay. Bye. See ya. Okay, it's 11.32 at 5.60 WQM. We have two open lines in Dave, 5670. Yeah, so David J. Neal thinks I got a small penis. Well, guess what? Uh-huh. You have no idea how small, mister. Well, seriously, and I wish they had, why couldn't they put in, like, real urinals at that Macarena? God, is it embarrassing. They have the ones that you have, you know, like the little uh, ovary-shaped ones, whatever the hell those things are. You know what I'm talking about. The ones that you have to kind of aim at. You can't, like, step up into them like a real urinal is supposed to be with dividers in between, like a real new classy, glitzy place ought to have. Yeah, that uh, Washington game the other night, I go in there and I'm taking a leak in between, uh, you know, there's uh, one of the 85 million TV timeouts. As soon as that little pink light comes on, I go running out there to take a leak. And there's like some six-year-old kid standing next to me uh, at the urinal taking a leak. He looks over at me and says, You call that a penis? Here's Plantation. Hello. 
Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. First time caller and fellow plantation Akian. All right. Uh, I was going to call Little Dog this morning in regards to the Lamar Thomas fiasco. Why? Why is he such a cover-up artist, and Little Dog? Why is he such a sucker? Uh, he, he didn't even give me a chance to speak to him. He decided that what I said was enough, and he didn't want to even touch it afterwards. Um, just wanted to let you know that's what happens when you give a girlfriend beaten a lunatic that kind of money, and and that that's how he acts. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Well, now, is he the only guy in the league that acts that way? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, no. There's, there's, there's a couple of guys on the team that acted that way yesterday. They they acted like they were winning 21-24-0, the way they were dancing around on, on the field. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unacceptable. It's bullcrap. They're not fooling anybody. And, and that little dog, I tell you, he, he's he got his lips so, so, so far up all those dolphins' rectums. Yeah. That you, you can't even say anything negative fact, about the, them. The rumor is, remember, remember when he had the gap between his teeth when he was doing the thing on Channel Six? And I used to talk, all, I used to call him Gap Tooth, and I finally embarrassed him into getting some bonding done there. And the uh, rumor has it that he had like a little trench mouth problem there from kissing too much dolphin rectum over the years. I could be wrong, but that was the rumor. We have an open line at Broward five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here is Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Can I, uh, the, the militant one who called, I'm a, first of all, I'm a black guy. Yeah. What about the militant one who called? The militant one that called, yeah. Why do us, why do us black people always, why do all, we always relate ourselves as being poor? A lot of us are not poor. A lot of us are educated. A lot of us have nice homes. I don't think there's anybody playing in the National Football League who can say that he's poor. I, I, I have my yeah. doubts. And then as soon as Maybe you, Lawrence Taylor, but he ain't playing no more, so and he's got a lot of expenses, you know. Yeah, as soon as you object to some some kind of behavior like that, you all you all of a sudden are an Oreo or a, a, you think you're white, or if you talk a certain Uncle way, Tom. white. Yeah. Uncle Tom. But hey, I just don't get it. That's all I want to say. Okay. And have a great New Year, sir, and uh, this too shall pass. It'll pass. Just like a bad uh, kidney stone, it'll pass. We have an open line at Broward, five six seven oh five sixty Pound 560 on the mobile one line. Since you've been talking about the big bird all morning, my right wrist is starting to like get a little, yeah, I'm having trouble keeping my limp wrist up this morning. Thinking about that big bird and going to the arena tonight and doing that. Let's do the big bird. Come on. Let's all fly away at the arena tonight. We'll get up there in the rafters. Maybe inspire that, uh, maybe inspire a little intelligence in that coach. Is that possible? No. I doubt it. Who, by the way, doesn't talk to this radio station. Nice going, Terry, you hard ass. Good, good choice on your part, too, because we'd slice you up to ribbons, mister. Oh, yeah. The, the, instead of going out there, instead of his brother going out there and getting some real talent on the team, the answer is, well, we're going to bench this guy one day, and then we're going to rip into this guy another day, and uh, then we'll, you know, we'll deflate all of their egos to the point where nobody on the team can play, and then we'll uh, be right down there with Tampa. Didn't see that game Saturday, but from the reports I'm getting, other than from that idiot that called before, which we don't want to mention Andy's name. See, I want to say one last time I'm going to say it, okay? Andy, I cannot stand you. The sound of your voice, the sight of your face, anything about you gives me physical. It, it just gives me spilkies just thinking about you, okay? It twists my kishkies. So Kushmer and Tuchus, as Josh Friedman would say, just go away. Find yourself a life. You've got that nice girlfriend. Uh, go uh, do something with her, okay, if she's uh, that dumb to let you do it. Go do something. Find a life. Oh, I went over to Tampa Saturday. Oh, my God. Hey, and let me say it again, like guys that go to practice. Well, we were at Panther practice last week. Oh, why? That, that's the only question that ever comes to my mind when somebody says, well, I was at practice the other day, and I think, why? Yeah, I mean, 
you have no life whatsoever, is that it? No. Here's North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I have a comment to make. What reminds me of flying away is in soccer. When they stick their arms out and run, run around the field, I hate that. Who the heck gets a comment on that? Get my comment about what? In soccer. There, there has to be something exciting going on during a soccer game. You don't think the game is exciting, do you? No, I hate soccer. Well, there you go. So I'm saying at least they're trying to juice it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, he didn't really say juice it up a little bit, did he? Oh, man. We have an open line of date, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I don't care what anybody tells me. I know, and it makes no difference whether it's black or white or purple or yellow or in, in between. There's a whole bunch of you people out there that if O.J. Simpson suddenly found a miracle cure, if he found it, what do they call that stuff uh, that you're uh, ice, uh, something ice? used to be a sponsor of mine a hundred years ago. You know, that you put on your arthritic legs, and all of a sudden he could run like the wind, like he did 20 years ago again, and the Dolphins could sign him up, and he could go out there and just whisk them right through the playoffs and run for like uh, 220 yards a game. They'd say, all right, you go, O.J. Am I right? You know goddamn well uh -huh. I'm right. They wouldn't care. They wouldn't care if he killed the whole guy, all of uh, Brentwood. They wouldn't care if he killed the whole goddamn community out there. Well, we'll take care of that afterward, you know. Here's uh, Deerfield. Hello. Deerfield. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy holidays to you. And the same to you, sir. I'm an African-American. I wanted to respond about the celebration in Enfield. Uh-huh. Okay, my thoughts are, as an African-American, I'm not a particular fan of the Dirty Bird, but I do understand the celebration in the Enfield. Um, and you made a comment that... Um, it, it detests you um, to see that. It what? It detests you to see the celebrations in the end zone. Yeah. Um, you said, from you a said cultural background, we just have a different cultural background. Well, what does that mean? What, what, what do you mean different cultural background? Now, let me ask you, is Jerry Rice black? Yes, he is. How come he doesn't do that? All blacks don't celebrate, but there are blacks that do. Why? And it is, it is a cultural thing. It goes back to our ancestors. Which well, well, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's slow down. When a guy, yeah. let's take the example of the black receiver again who catches the ball on the 20-yard line. He knows that there's nobody anywhere near him. He can, he can crawl on his hands and knees into the end zone for a touchdown. And instead of just running the ball in and spiking it and whatever, he, he struts. He, he does the high leg step strut into the end zone and does this jive-ass routine for all of America to watch. What was that got to do with celebration? It has, I mean, it, again, you don't particularly care for it, but there's a lot of us who enjoy it. Why? And it has a lot what, what do you like our, about it? It has a lot to do with our background. I enjoy dancing. I, I doubt very much if you do. No, I don't. Uh, old Jews don't dance, no. I'm, what I'm saying is this, Neil. If you look at the African Americans as a whole, we are a people of celebration. And when we do things, you go into the churches, you, go, you look in the music industry, you see it there. We dance more and we celebrate more than any other people in the world. Yeah. So, of course, when we get into well, the end zone... How, how, how come Willie Mays never did that? Or Hank Aaron? How come when Hank Aaron did his 715th home run, he circled the bases, they came out, and he uh, high-fived a few uh, crazy fans that were running on the field? And then, huh? No, no, that's like me asking you, why is it all white men murderers? Come on, no, I mean... No, no, but wait a minute. We never, this never occurred. It never happened. Uh, we never saw this before until the last few years. No, if you... No, they'll go back further. You'll see it there, too. And basically, well, well, give, me, give me an example. Tell me about when, Afri when African Americans first came into the NFL, 
we had to do what quote unquote white America wanted us to do. We had to behave a certain way. Yeah. Now that we enjoy the freedom of our celebration and we don't feel as though we're going to be threatened or anything else, then we, we conduct ourselves the way we want to. So in other words, if, if the rest, most of America looks at these guys and thinks that they're an asshole for doing that, you don't care. If it asks the black community, Neil, I mean, as a whole, not well, well, the, the black community. I've had plenty of black people call me today, and most of them are, I uh, think it's uh, grotesque. And I understand. They're embarrassed and by it. They're humiliated by it because it perpetuates an ugly stereotype. Don't you no, understand? No, you're going to have some blacks who don't like it. Like I said, I'm not a particular fan of the Dirty Bird, but I love the end zone celebration. I don't like the Dirty Bird, but I love the end zone celebration. Yeah. Well, too bad, too bad there weren't too, any uh, more of them yesterday. Excuse me? I said, have a great day and happy new year. We have an open line in Broward, 567. Well, I detested it, you know? 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Well, that's what he said, for Christ's sakes, about the infield celebrations or the end zone, whatever that was. I don't know. I'm trying to keep track. Oh, Renfield, he said. Renfield. Now, before we had Frankenstein, now we got Dracula. Now we're making some progress. Oh! Renfield. It's alive. Okay, here's a, a mobile in Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte. Hello. Good morning, there. Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Buenos dias. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Hey, uh, the guy that called in, I, I wish people would get their facts right, but the guy that called in about the uh, the leapfrogging, it was New Orleans a couple weeks ago. They were playing Dallas, and they were actually winning the game. So yeah. Well, what, what uh, difference does it make whether they were winning or losing? What what kind well, of it, well, it, what it, kind of bullcrap or jive-ass routine is that to be doing in a, a sporting event? What What is that? It, it, they were assholes. You're right. I mean, did you see it when it happened? Did you see it live? Yeah, I saw it live. And what, and what did you think? Nah, well, I just I, I thought it was kind of childish. Yeah. Just just demoted the, the the effort of the sport. I mean, these are supposed to be professional athletes. They're supposed to like uh, you know be getting paid a lot of money to go out and do a job. Which is this guy's talking about dancing. If I want to go see dancing, I'll go see the Rockettes. And if right. I want to see, I'll go to uh, see a uh, Fred Fred Astaire. The one who started all this, was Billy White Shoes Johnson. If you remember him. Yeah. Several years ago, back in the early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, and Icky Woods. Icky Woods. That and, was late and all 80s. this other crap. How's he doing lately, by the way, Icky? Anybody seen him lately? No. Okay, and have probably a great, in jail. Have a great... <laughs> oh! Yeah, I mean, these convoluted stories. See, we we got to be different. You know, like, like if we have... Uh, and there's so many examples I could give you, but why should I even waste the energy? All different kinds of people. Tiger Woods, by the way, and I despise him, not because he's Asian or black or a combination of both, just because he's a, he's a golfer and they made such a big deal out of him. He's as boring as a pile of dog crap, okay? But Tiger Woods, when he goes out and won the Masters tournament or wins uh, another golf tournament, which don't happen very much anymore, but when he does or makes a great shot, he gets a hole in one. Tiger Woods, he's at least part black. We don't know which part, but he's at least part of a black guy. Does he dance? No. Who's that other uh, black golfer out there that's so big on the, uh, what the hell's his name? Poor Joe, you know, you're, you're just, uh, I'm not a sports guy. Good. Excellent. That's why I always like Joe Costello. He's not a sports guy. Thank God. What about uh, Josh Friedman? He's a sports guy. Come on. Who's the other, uh, Lee Elder, isn't that his name? Black golf. Get out of here, Josh. Go go back to the show, okay? Coxlehoys. But like Lee Elder. I mean, Lee Elder, make a great shot. Would you ever in a million years see this guy go out there and do uh, the icky shuffle and the uh, the big bird and the uh, dumb bird and the... Of course not. It's got nothing to do with black uh, culture. Uh, uh, we, you know, it's like that old crap again. We got more uh, rhythm, baby. 
like the like the couple that had the eight the octuplets. They uh, they should have been doing the rhythm is what they should have been doing instead of playing with those goddamn fertility drugs. Anybody read your New York Times yesterday in the viewpoint section? There were about twenty five thousand letters to the editor about that situation, and ninety nine percent of them said, "Oh my God, are you people crazy or what?" And the media, of course, the one kid died already, the one that weighed about a half an ounce. And the media continue. Oh, every time somebody has like a whole, like a litter, the media portrays this as though, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this great? In fact, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to get you going. I'm nervous, but uh, the Jews are, uh, you know, we're pretty observant, okay? And because the Jewish population, through a very, through a wide variety of uh, circumstances over the years, <laughs> has diminished dramatically. <laughs> as a result, and of course, Jews tend to have like two children per family. I don't accept the Orthodox; they have like two, three hundred. But, uh, you know, they generally don't overpopulate. But if you're going to get even, I guess fertility drugs are the answer. Oh, there you go. You just wait a few years, baby. You wait till we got 30 million Jews running around in South Florida. And this guy's picking on Sandy Koufax, right, uh, right, on the, right on the heels of Hanukkah. And this guy's picking on Sandy Koufax before. Anti-Semite. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Happy Kwanzaa. And back to you. Hey, to that, to that Port Charlotte guy, it was yesterday they did it again with that leapfrog nonsense. Oh, they did it again? Yeah, they did it again. In the New Orleans game? It was buffoonery. Now, now, let me ask you something. How does a guy like Mike Ditka, okay? Allow that? Uh, here's a guy who is supposed to be such a hard-ass, hard-nosed, I-won't-stand-for-any-kind-of-bullcrap guy. Well, I think he was just hoping that he was on all fours in front of the line. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> hey, also, that's why I didn't let golf, uh, black golfers on for a long time. They kept worrying they were going to spike the ball in the infield or something. Yeah. What was that guy talking about? Uh, the the Ren Renfield he was talking about. He was a big Dracula <laughs> fan. With his breastuses. Hey, um, also, um, you were at Monday Night's Game, weren't you? A week ago today? Dolphins and Broncos? I was there. Were you? No. Of course not. Oh, okay. Well, you saw, did you catch any of it? I saw some of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when when uh, when Lamar kept going hand and granny with the ball, that somebody scored a touchdown. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. Well, I just kept. I know, thinking, he, I know he played a great game in that game, but I, I didn't see. Uh, well, I just kept thinking, what if he scored in the other end zone? Yeah. Was <laughs> he going to run all the way 100 yards back the other way? Well, I think he could do it. He and could would follow, and the cameras would follow him and make a big deal. Mm -hmm. Then what people be saying then? Now, now, let me ask you: Did Granny have a can of uh, Scamble soup in her hand when he was doing sure this or not? Yeah, trying to force, force feed him, breast yeah, him. Because I noticed Reggie ain't doing those spots no more. So. No, he's not. Oh, now it's uh, John, I think. It's Elway. He's doing the Scamble Soup? Yeah. And then Steve Young is still doing the Jerry Rice uh, or, or Cold Jerry. Yeah, yeah. That's, coat on you, that's uh, Visa, whatever that is. A little is, bit yeah. of a message in there. Okay, yeah, pal, have a great New Year. Happy uh, Martin Luther. Uh, we have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Hey, listen, all you black folks out there, sports fans, you don't have to worry about it because you'll see. I mean, you won't be there, but if you watch on TV tonight, when they announce this, the uh, lineup, or uh, whenever he comes out on the ice, and number 28 for the Panthers comes out there, Peter Worrell. That crowd is going to go, ape shot, baby. They're going to go, all right. Why? I have no idea. Like I said last week, because white people like having a big black guy around who's going to beat the snot out of everybody who ain't one of us. That, that's, that's what white people like. No, seriously, like the guy said, we got the big nigs. Now, yeah, you know, and as distasteful as that comment is, no, seriously, that was a Hurricane fan a few years ago. He said, hey, baby, we got the big nigs. And see, this is called being used. This is being used. If you think that, you know, that you're expressing yourself, you're wrong. You've got to ask backwards. You're being manipulated and used, and by behaving this way, you're, you're perpetuating the stereotype that the white majority is very uh, content to have you perpetuate. They like that. 
Hey, you go, boy. You go, boy. You know, it's that you go, girl. Well, now we got you go, boy. Yeah, white people in the crowd, all these crackers down here in the south, these football games, they're going to be, hey, you go, boy. Come on now. More of that dirty bird, baby. As opposed to finally intellectually advancing just somewhat beyond that level and saying, hey, that's uh, for a bunch of jive-ass turkeys and we can do a little bit better than that. But, hey, it's, uh, it's a free country to a point. We have an open line of day, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. By the way, uh, Screw Ann gave me a real nice uh, gift, a Christmas gift, which was unexpected. It didn't change anything, by the way, sweetheart. But uh, it is a great book, great little book. I've seen it in the bookstore. Ah, I'm not going to buy that. It's uh, 100, what's it got? 160, but, but when it's for free. And the horse he rode in on by James Carville. Now, some of you may not like James Carville because he's bald and geeky looking. It looks like he's up with that crowd in the ink tree. But this is a great book. Everything you ever want to know about Kenneth Starr and Richard Mellon Scaife and the whole underpinnings of this uh, penis gate. This book is great. I can't even put it down. You'll love it. And a horse he wrote in. Just a little teeny tiny book, so it can't be that expensive, especially if Scruan bought it for me. How much is it? Uh, oh, yeah, fourteen ninety-five For a little book like that, like I said, borrow somebody else's copy and you'll love it. It's great. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. God bless you, Neil, and Happy New Year to and you. Same to you. And uh, thank God I won't be seeing Matt Sundin doing the uh, Dirty Bird anytime soon. No. Thank goodness. Well, he uh, maybe on some night when he shows up. He shows up. When, oh, he's like a lot of those European players. Some nights he plays, some nights he just shows up physically, but not uh, that emotionally. Well, I tell you, he's been getting, uh, they've, they've been talking about him a, a lot lately this year since uh, the Maple Leafs are having such a terrific year this year. Yeah, but let me say it again. He shows up uh, on occasion. I'd have to agree with like you. Like in the Montreal game, he missed two wide-open shots there, but that's okay, Matt. So we'll forget about it. Well, I, I did see that game. That was, that was disappointing. Very disappointing, very lackluster effort, but you know something? They're still doing great. They are doing fantastic, and I expect them, uh, I ex I expect them to go a long way this year. Yeah. But uh, about the uh, end zone celebration, Neil. Yes, sir. I, I got to tell you, it's uh, these are so-called uh, professionals. Uh, it, it's, it does get quite ridiculous uh, with the uh, with the celebrations. I could see spiking the ball, but doing these uh, crazy lunatic dances that they do nowadays, making the money that they make, uh, I think is uh, quite ridiculous. Yeah. And from what I hear, uh, O.J. Simpson actually. Uh, he wanted to do the dirty bird after he killed Ron in the cold. Oh, man. It didn't yeah. fit in with the timeline, actually. Mm -hmm. So, But I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job, Neil. God bless you. Go Maple Leafs. And uh, let's let's cut out some of this ridiculous nonsense. In the okay, NFL. good luck to you, sir. Zach is good. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. We have 124 grand for Center 1, and we still have uh, three days left in the year, which I don't think too much is going to happen in these three days. But maybe we will get an update from Carol at Center 1 one of these days this week. Would that would that be nice? Uh -huh. That sure would be nice, kind of figure out where we are. You know, it really is It's a major miracle. It really is that we were able to do this well in kind of a very half-assed and kind of uh, screwed up. Uh, but you wait till next year, man. It's going to be really big, whether David J. Neal believes it or not. Here's Plantation. Hello. Hi. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I detested it, too. It just, it, you, you know. You be also detesting it? Yes. Detested it? Well, you know, beyond the... Maybe he said testes. <laughs> that, that's, what was, that's what I first thought he said. Yeah. It just points out uh, a lot of, you know, an emotional immaturity, really. It's like you wearing your, uh, you know, a price tag on your shirt when you're on uh, whammy there, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, you wear your baseball cap on sideways, or your <laughs> yarmulke inside yeah, out. If I would, in other words, if I would have left the price tag on the yarmulke, I think that would have been a good example. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, it's, it's classless. I mean, but it's it's just immature. That's that's more it than anything else. But you know, I teach a lot of black kids, and the thing that really bugs me is is that they use the word the N word between themselves. Mm-hmm. And you know, here two hundred years they've been trying to get rid of that word. What they call it, they freely use it. Yeah, well, that's phone. why I use it. I use all words on this show because I think that if we, we, you know, that OJ thing, one of the one of the many ugly things that came out of that whole deal was this this idea that people have to constantly lie. Like like everybody was so shocked that Mark Furman, a police officer, actually used the the N word. It's like it was the same as asking Clinton about did he have sex with Monica Lewinsky. Of course he was going to say no, and of course Mark Furman was going to lie about it. But everybody uses that word. Blacks, whites, everybody uses the N word, says nigger. So what's the big deal about it? Just like everybody says faggot, including people who are gay, including myself. Who cares about words? Well, I, I agree. <laughs> I almost got fired for using the word once. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it was it was uh, purely an accident, and it wasn't it wasn't used in a demeaning way in, in any way. You know, it was just uh, uh, I was excited the kid was doing really well in class. You know, and I just oh boy, <laughs> I called on the carpet for that one. And but it, you were excited he was doing well in class and said, "Boy, what a smart little nigger you are." Well, no, not like oh, that. But <laughs> well, I mean, I can't. I'm trying to I'm trying to envision what the uh, circumstances might have been. You know. No, it's well. I mean, what did you say? Not a bad test score for a little nigger like you. I mean, no. I mean, what what is that? No, that wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't quite that. No. <laughs> yeah. But it was. Uh, I'm trying to remember the circumstances. Yeah, well, okay, don't but just don't. No, forget it. We're not going to go there. Don't but anyway, but it, and um, don't, don't say don't go there, please. I mean, that's another one of these '90s cliches. Yeah. Like, oh, don't even go there. Oh God. Okay, listen. Let's have closure on this call. Thank you. If I hear the word closure or don't even go there, I can't take it no more. Okay. Because I'll tell you one thing, every time I hear either one of those things, it puts the lotion in the basket. Just like that, or in my underwear, one or the other. It puts a dark brown substance in my pantaloons every time I hear that. Oh, if we could just get closure on this. By the way, let's see, who killed uh, John Bonet now this week? Let's see, is it the brother this week? They had a pretty interesting piece on A&E, which, by the way, for those of you with an IQ larger than your thumbnail, A&E, even though I cannot stand Bill Curtis, oh, maybe it's just been too much Bill Curtis, you know, because he always stands there with that very, like he's talking down to the audience, you know, like he's lecturing us and scolding us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, enough of you already, Bill Curtis. Get somebody else on there. Like, get some more Peter Graves. Get him off the biography show. Get him to do something else before he croaks. But they do have some pretty interesting stuff on there. And what the hell was I going to talk about? It about what I saw on there. I just I just forgot because I got all wrapped up with um... Jean Benet. Oh yeah, about Jean Benet. Thank you. See, oh, thank God for Joe once today because it's not a sports thing. Although it has become almost kind of a sport. Yeah, they had like a two-hour special on there, and they they did make a good point. Even though I still think one of them done it, maybe both. But, uh, you know, first uh, there was in the tabloids, oh, definitely John did it. The father did it, okay? Then, oh, she wrote the ransom note. Definitely the mother did it. And now definitely uh, Burke. Isn't that his name? The, the brother? The brother did it. Every week, they got, every couple of weeks, they got so definitely uh, so-and-so did it. They all did it. Maybe, maybe they all did it. Or maybe uh, the dog done it. It's four minutes till uh, noon at 560 WQM. The Hank Goldberg Show cut up from Shula's at 2 o'clock, and then we got Geldy's going to be... Let me say it again. I apologize to Geldy. You're not the biggest suck hole on that morning show, Geldy. You are annoying, but you're not the biggest suck hole of all. You're not even in the league. You're not even in the same league with the little dog. Geldy will be on from 6 to 7. He's got the pregame show before the hockey game. 7.30 tonight, we got the Panthers and the New York Islanders with Ziggy Palfy. Look out. 
I want to bang you in the butt, honey. Okay. Just take him now, Hussein. It puts the lotion in the basket. Don't you back that downtown. Blow it to the ground, Hussein. By the way, we're giving him a few more shots today just to make it feel better. Each is flies full of flies, hope he dies. Hussein. Yes. Inspect this Hussein. Wreck them. If we had a boat, your mother looks like a goat, Hussein. He just lies full of flies, hope he dies. Hussein. He's insane. Iraq exchange fire. They hit us, but we hit a back. There's uh, four more of them dead, and uh, we'll do it again. Okay, let's go in there and finish them off, okay? So sick and tired of all these bleeding hearts. Oh, but the poor Iraqi people. Well, you know something? That's the way the world is, okay? The world isn't perfect. But if we're just going to sit back using that as an excuse to let him build up his arsenal of crap and then release all the, uh, you know, the chemical weapons into the air. How about some anthrax for lunch today, huh? Uh-huh. There you go. Anyway, our center one total is 124,631, but of course that only includes one border, so all the other seven. We got way over 125. I have a feeling we could do about 130 grand this year. Oh! Not bad for an aging old Jew on a mediocre sports station. Not bad. For the first year out of the box, next year we'll do it right. Believe you me, we will do it right. And we won't be listening to somebody upstairs telling us where we're going to be going on the road. I don't want to mention her name again, because I do appreciate the book. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Yeah. Yes, sir. First time caller, long time listener. Yeah. One of your, your younger listeners over here. Yes, sir. And I want to talk about two things, actually. The basketball strike, I was at the mall with a friend the other day. Yeah. And we happened to pass by an NBA star. I, w- I won't give any names. Uh-huh. Because Tom it's, it's not right. No, it's somebody playing now. It's a Heat player. I'm still not going to say any names. Cause... Bob Davies. <laughs> no. And um, he asked him for his autograph, and he told him Luke to make it out. Luke Easter. No, he told him to make it out. Merry Christmas. Oh, what's his name? Alonzo Morning, yeah. Well, probably. I, mean, I won't say any names. Probably, okay. 
and he told me to make it out. Merry Christmas in his name. Uh, the player spelled Merry with an A and Christmas with two S's. Yeah. And you're going to wonder why these guys are trying to find ways to get the so strike to them. That be his girlfriend, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it might yeah. be. And um, about that. Or something about ass. Uh, those those basketball players know a lot about ass. Yeah, they probably do know a lot about ass. Well, anything that ends with A-S, they always put an extra S on it. Yeah, probably. To emphasize the ass. And um, about that black man that called uh, the, just a few minutes ago preaching black people and religion and yeah. church. Um, he was. He, I thought he was going to break into a course of I Got yeah. Rhythm. Yeah. Or, or uh, I Got Rhythm. Or something like that. Yeah. Or, or Jesus is with us. Of course, white people sing that song, but what are they yeah, um, he, He's sitting here preaching to black people in church and the dancing. How many NFL players do you think actually go to church? Other than maybe Reggie White. Reggie White, he'd be the only one. You're going to tell me the Dirty Bird dancers are in church on Sunday yeah, morning? Kyle Anderson, he'd be doing the Dirty yeah, Bird in church. Yeah, he's doing the Dirty Bird in church, uh -huh. preaching. I could, I could Why do you think they call them the Atlanta Falcons, by the way? Yeah, that's, that's probably what it is. Okay, Pablo, listen, have a great happy new year and say hi to Lon to Zoe. Just, uh, say, just say no to Zoe. Got it. Okay. We have an open, just say... No. To Zoe and all the other uh, goons here in the NBA. I said goons. We have an open line of date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Like I said, the words don't mean anything, okay? Now it's all up to you peoples. That's what it's all about. You're going to behave like uh, ordinary, normal, or real. It's like I'm always talking about these silly, uh, mincing faggots that go out in these gay pride parades dressed up like Priscilla, okay? Quite frankly, I'm embarrassed and humiliated seeing some, some faggot out there dressed up like Priscilla putting on some pansy-ass, candy-ass routine because it creates an ugly, it, per, it solidifies and fortifies a grotesque, ugly stereotype. And when these other, and then uh, Joe was telling me that one of the TV stations last night, they had a whole piece, they were all doing the dirty bird. This is a substitute for a quality product. You see, they want you to put a lot of money out to go see crap. To go see teams like San Diego Chargers, to go see teams like Kansas City, and to go see teams like the New York Giants, and to go see teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I could name you like 90% of the league, and they all suck. Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, just on and on and on you go, and where it stops, nobody knows. Washington Redskins. There's another great team for it. Just, it's, it's pathetic. It's garbage. Los Angeles, the, uh, excuse me, the St. Louis Rams. How soon they forget so instead of putting a quality product, because it's all greed and it's all based on TV money and how much more we can get on a piece of the pie, so we have to pretend that we got all this shtick going on here for you to make it exciting. Now, what, what the hell was I watching the other day? And the first, the first damn thing, the, I mean, they hadn't even, oh, it was the Minnesota game on Saturday. Did you see any of that? Before, before the kickoff, before the kickoff, we go down there in the field, they uh, tossed it and the coin too, and they actually got the uh, they got the, the heads on the right head and the tail, they got their tail. And here we go, here it comes out of the stands, out of the PA, loud, it's booming, it's blasting, the Vikings are getting ready to kick off, and here we go. Come on, everybody get into it, whether you want to or not, whether you can stomach it just one more time. Come on, here we go. Ow! I got out my puke bag and I started gagging. It's the old gag reflex. Oh! Now listen, it sounds like it sounds like an elephant farting. This music, you know. Oh! Jesus! Horrible, horrible piece of dress. Thank you. Now, now, do they do the Dirty Bird to Gary Glitter? Do they do that? Not yet. 
Now we're talking, there we go, the dirty bird to Gary Glitter. In fact, we're going to replace the whole halftime show. We don't need to see the highlights of those other scumbag games. They're mostly garbage teams anyway. Plus, we got the playoffs coming. There's only a few games. How long can we do without? And, and who the hell wants to see an illiterate jackass like Terry Bradshaw on there anyway? Making a, making a total, all he's got to do is say hello and you know he's a moron, okay? You just see his puss on there and you're saying, he's an asshole. That's right. 200 million people look at Terry Bradshaw and they're all saying, he's an asshole. They're nodding their head, yeah, okay. So instead of seeing that bull crap with all these 25 jocks playing their uh, grab-ass routine with each other, let's have the dirty bird at halftime to, the, to Gary Glitter. Get a 90 share easy. Oh! We have an open line of date, 5670560 and Tom 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Are we going to have a little food here today or what? I mean, it's Monday. It's out. Joe Costello says yes, because he don't get an awful lot over there in that other toilet. In fact, I think, uh, oh, and guess what we had here today? I forgot to mention it. We got so much crap going on. We had an exterminator. Oh! Now, Greg Reed brought the guy down, but it's, I don't think that uh, this guy's like paid. Did you get that impression? Because Greg said to me, he said, well, the guy's a big fan of yours, and he heard you talking about the fact that we haven't had an exterminator, and we got all these ants and roaches and crap crawling around. So I think it was probably a freebie, a freebie which we like best, especially Roots Chris, by the way. Here's Hallandale. Hello. Well, happy holiday, Neil. Back to you, sir. Happy 99. Yes, I hope it's a, a good one. But listen, you know, uh, first off, I want to start with saying Lamar Thomas has as much business doing what he did as a mole has living above the ground. But yeah. Uh, celebrations are one thing, you know, fan celebrations have been going on for a long time. Dolphins with a hanky, Steelers with a towel. Right. Even in hockey, the, the Octopi. That was Myron Colt with the terrible towels. Yeah, and even, what about the Octopi on the ice and the rats on right. the ice, you know? Right. But for individuals to do that. And by the way, it was Rick Weaver with the hankies. I ought to give him credit since nobody knows from him anymore. Right. But, you know, these these athletes, not only are they making more money than they ever deserve, but each one of them has got and to Bob stand Prince out. Bob the Green Weenie in Pittsburgh. Don't forget that, the Green Weenie. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that really sticks in my craw, you know who was one of the proponents that started all this individual celebration? And what is that? A white man, Mark Gastonhal. Remember yeah, I'm, I'm not him before. He's an asshole, yes. And he still is an asshole. Right. Anyhow, I just wanted to bring that up and have a great holiday. You too. Come on, everybody, this is a dirty word. All you white people, all you sparses out there, all you goofs, all you people that uh, can't figure out what the hell you are yet, it doesn't make any difference. Even if you have no rhythm, no soul. Even if you're as bland as Jimmy Dean. That's it. All you give off out there, pretend you're doing a Kazaki. A dirty bird to Gary Glitter, baby. Oh, boy, does that feel good. Every, every time that music stops, and you know damn well. Now, I will say this. The last couple of the Panther games, I noticed, even though the people, maybe it's not, maybe they haven't changed the music. Maybe just it's so unintelligible, you can't tell what music they're playing. That'll be a real test tonight. I don't want to start getting, let's see, we'll get there. We'll see if the escalator is going to be working tonight. That's number one. Two games in a row at the $200 million National Car Rectal Center. The escalator has worked. Oh! But they don't reverse it, so that late in the game, if you want to leave, it's going down. It's still going up, but, uh, you know, nothing perfect. That would that would take a little bit of brain power, a little part, a bit of planning on somebody's part over there that doesn't have a brain to a plan. Then, of course, we'll see about that PA system, if we can understand what that poor bastard is trying to say. I mean, not a word. If, a, if your life depended on it, you couldn't understand what this guy is saying. Then we'll see about the time clocks, the penalty clock, the time of day. You know, 
Time stands still at the National Car Rectal Center. The last game, that Washington game, and believe me, it was it was slow mo, so it could have time could have stood slow. Six oh eight p.m. the entire night. When I got there, it was six oh eight. When I left, it was still six oh eight. There you go. Frozen in time. So that's another thing. What, what are, oh, and of course the goal light, the red light. Will we be able to see when it goes on? No. If indeed we ever score at that end? No. There you go. Just some things to watch for. They're always giving you these. Randy Moeller is always telling you the pointers to watch for in the game tonight. Those are some of the things to watch for in the National Car Rectal Center tonight. Do any of the accoutrements work? And, of course, does anybody really care? No. Of course they don't care because they're having a good time. They're doing the wave. They got their Peter Warrior blow-up dolls. They, they, they're happy. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. What's up, Neil? Yes, sir. As an African-American who played both high school and, and college football, played a wide receiver, I went to a Jesuit high school, and uh, our coaches wouldn't allow us to do anything like that. Or, you know, you lost your scholarship. Right. Then when I went to college, that was the norm. Everybody was doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's part of our coaches. You know, if you got good, hard coaches that, that won't let you do that, you won't do it. But uh, I do think that you failed to, uh, to understand that there are some cultural differences, and some people do celebrate, and some people don't. But well, well, you know, what, what, what does that mean? Cultural difference. I'll give, I'll give, look, my man, I'll give you an example. In soccer, what happens when they score a goal? They go crazy. Yeah, it's the culture of the sport and the culture of the people, and that's what I don't, I don't think you uh, you can understand that. But I think it's more the bottom line. If your coach lets you do it, you're gonna do it. If your coach doesn't, and he got control like he's supposed to, you ain't gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's the bottom line. But you, you but, have but, when to... you, but when you say it's cultural, see in soccer, first of all, they don't score that many goals to begin with. It's a very dull and boring and ponderous game. And so when they score a goal, it's like a major event. Like oh my God, something really happened here. But but in football, I mean, if you're going to do that on every time a guy makes a catch, how, how many pass? No, com- no how many, you're right. What are there? Forty, fifty pass? No, no, no you're right. You don't do it after every catch, but after a touchdown, when you when you. But, but there was. But Lamar Thomas didn't do it after a touchdown. He was, yesterday. Yeah, he was dumb about. It. He was an idiot about it. But that that's just one guy. Yeah. But the dirty bird, not all the BS you got going on. I mean, that's just part of the NFL. They, they perpetuate that behavior in college and in some high schools, and then when you get to to the pros, it's the norm. So what you're going to do? You know, that's just part of the normal, acceptable behavior. And it shouldn't be that way because you do look stupid. Yeah. But some of us, like my brother, I mean, he, he's it. Every time he scored in high school, he went nuts. It just depends on, on, on what your values are and the way you are and what norms you're used to and what norms you accept and don't accept. Sorry, sorry, but are you really saying that when a black guy scores a touchdown, he's that much more excited than when a white guy scores a touchdown? Uh, you, you're saying that. I'm not saying No, no, that. I'm, I'm asking you. I'm not saying that. No, I, I totally disagree with that. I think it depends on the person. There was a white guy that played for Texas Tech, and I remember playing against him. He played for the Dolphins now. Every time he got a second in college, my boy went nuts. Yeah. Jack Thomas, but it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, in his, in, his, in his own world, that was acceptable to him. But he doesn't do that now. And he gets a big sack. He'll go, he'll go a little crazy now. A little bit. He'll go a little he crazy. Do it, but he doesn't do the dirty bird. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe maybe next week. Maybe in that playoff game. Well, I I, I don't think there's a difference between black and white. It depends on the person. But I can guarantee you one thing: it, it, it's getting out of control. Yeah, it is. And, and there needs to be more penalties, and more things like that. But you know, Neil, I think you have to open your your mind up a little bit to different cultures. You know, you you just stuck in with that with your own culture. I'm, too, I'm too white. Maybe that's my problem. I'm too damn white. No, that, that got nothing to do with white. Just open yourself up to different people. It doesn't yeah. make it right or wrong. We're all different. There is no one norm. We got Jews, we got Hispanics, we got, you know, we, we got yeah. Goyos. 
We got everything going down here. And you have to be open. If you want to survive down here and be able to, to live, you got to open yourself up to all these different cultures. Yeah. But anyway. Now, now let me ask now. Here's, here's the question that nobody has ever examined. How do Hispanic football players respond when they score a touchdown? Man, they so they so few of them. They, they never that, that, score. That's that's my point. You won't get any answer because there aren't any. Well, the, the ones that high, the ones that play in college, they're all playing offensive linemen. The ones in high school, you know, there might be a couple of specialty players like the kid that you played a core part that I played against when I was in high school. But you know, ain't too many Hispanics gonna go being big time. Position. Yeah, well, let them stick stick with their st- soccer, okay? Let them stick yeah, with their baseball, right? There you go. Later, brother. Have a great day. Okay, we have an open line in Brian. I think this guy had some interesting points, and uh, what were they? Oh, he did. We have an open line in Brian. I'm too white, okay? I have to open up my eyes and the new avenues, and I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm embarrassing myself here today as saying that when I see a guy doing something like that, I say to myself, what a professional <laughs> nigger, man. That's, that's what I think. I can't stand it. It's a tremendous turnoff to me. And I don't care whether a ball player is black or white or green. It makes no difference to me. If he's a good player, hey, more, more power, nice play, great catch, great uh, run, whatever the hell it was. I was a Cleveland Browns fan growing up, man. I was dyed in the wool. And who was the great player? Who were the great players? Jim Brown, Bobby Mitchell, black as they come. Jim Brown, great player. Did, did he ever pull that crap? No. Of course not. And it, and it was the black guys that were the great players. I mean, they had the two great guards. Who the hell were they? I can't even remember at this point. But, I mean, Milt Plum, after Otto Gray, Milt Plum was the next quarterback that comes to mind. He was garbage. He was mediocre at best, but they had a great team around him. So you don't remember Milt Plum in the heydays in the 50s, the, uh, the Browns? You remember uh, Jim Brown and Bobby Mitchell? Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, and, of course, it perpetuates because when people see this crap in the media and assholes like Jim Berry and these other people, whoever you were telling me was headed on last night on the news, and when they make a big, uh, like it's great, like it's something that we ought to be excited about, and it's like a part of the game now, then everybody starts imitating it. Like you now you watch it in a ball game and uh, you know here, here's a here's a pass on the sideline it's uh, is it complete is it incomplete the, cat, the receiver bobbles it and here's the, the the defensive back for the other team and he's motioning incomplete so he's he's already given a signal because he's grown up watching this on television and so all of his reactions are based on what he's seen on television he's given it the old uh, you know incomplete no good so maybe Howard Beale had a point. <laughs> We have an open line in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Howard who? Cosell, like I said. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Hey, watching the Panthers from the beginning and realizing the biggest blunder they ever made was obviously getting rid of Stewie. Seeing that, you know, Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago dumped into the fourth line, I was wondering if the, the egos up top might be saying, well, maybe we made a mistake. Sir, sir, this this nonsense is so ridiculous. The last thing in the world that this team needs back is Stu Barnes. It's it's too late. We've already got little guys on this team. You can't build a team around little guys. Yeah, I just I just thought you know the way he hustled and everything that we don't have that we're missing it. You know, we're missing that blue collar that. That mentality that we used to have, it's just not there anymore. Yeah, well, and if, if, they, if they were going to assume that Dino is never going to be healthy and he's never going to play again, then I would say, yeah, we need Stu Barnes. He'd be great to have on the power play. But we've already got Ray Whitney and Dino Cicerelli. How many little guys can you have on one team? 
through, but if the big guys can't do it... Now, sir, the answer is absolutely, positively no. I hear this talk in the stands, the game of the Washington game. They're all talking, oh, we're reading about Stu Barnes. We're going to get... We don't need Stu Barnes back. In addition to which, Brian Murray hated Stu Barnes when he was there the first time. So unless he's trying to suck up to the fans, why in the world would Brian Murray go out there and get uh, Stu Barnes now? It makes no sense. Please excuse me for trying to talk hockey for 10 seconds in this town because it's, you know, like in Toronto, 98% of the people are hockey fans, 2% are not. Here it's exactly the other way around. 2% of the people are hockey fans, 98% wouldn't know a hockey puck from a goddamn uh, lender's bagel. And, that, and that's just the fact of life. That's the way it is. It's depressing to me, but that, I'm not talking about just bodies and seats. It's a social event. If you go to the game tonight, if you're in from out of town, if you're in from New York, God forbid, you're an Islander fan, whatever, and you go to that game tonight, it's a, it's a nice-looking arena. Nothing works too well, but it's a nice-looking place. But you'll notice that most of the people aren't knowledgeable fans. They're there because somebody gave them the tickets or they got part of a package with 20 other people, and you'll see them once every two months. They're not fans. They don't understand it. They haven't got any idea what's going on. And if they were real fans, they it wouldn't be just Neil Rogers on the radio screaming, you can't see when a goal light comes on when a goal is scored. There isn't, there isn't one other place in the whole league, 27 teams, there isn't one other city in, in North America where the fans would tolerate that. There'd be 50,000 calls every day saying, what is wrong with you people? This is supposed to be a sporting event. We're paying $57 a ticket to sit in the lower bowl, and we can't see the red light come on when a goal is scored. And these people, they don't, they don't care about that. And you want to know why? That's right. They be having a good time, baby. All right. Look at that. There's my push up there on the scoreboard. Thank you. And that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, I, I can get all bent out of shape about that, but what's the point? I mean, that just is the way it is, and you have to accept it. You may not be happy about it, but that's, that's South Florida. And even when you talk other sports here, I'm, in fact, I'm getting all wrapped up in sports today. Why am I doing that? Maybe to punish Joe. Did we ever decide about lunch, by the way? Well, let's decide about lunch. What are we going to do for lunch? Are we going to get... Now, nah, it's too late for Pizza Loft. He won't be here soon enough. I guess uh, Chuck across the street would be good. Only today... Now, he must have... Um, yeah, he's got tomato sauce over there, right? He must have. Because I want my meatballs with onions and tomato sauce. No cheese, just meatballs with onions and tomato sauce. Boy, the stuff that I've been reading about uh, cooked tomatoes and cooked uh, tomato sauce and pizza sauce... Lycopene, is that it, the stuff that's in there? That there's a great the natural substance against the prostate cancer and all kinds of other all kinds of other great stuff. What am I looking in the uh, Carville book for that? I guess it's not in there. Well, it's in some book I got here somewhere. I don't know. I got so many. I'm one of those people that reads like two, three, four books at the same time, which is more, of course, than most people in America read in their lifetime. Well, we don't have time to be reading, okay, man? We're busy doing the goddamn uh, dirty duck or whatever it is. The uh, nasty chicken. The funky chicken. Here's a lady in Deerfield Beach. Hello. Are you talking to me? Oh, my God, it's to you. My, my ear is falling down. Why? It's falling down? I've been holding it. Only for you will I hold so well, long. Well, you're not going anywhere. 22 minutes, it's not that bad. That's all. Oh, Probably the best 22 me. minutes of your week. Uh -huh. you started. Listen, are you working Friday? No, I am not. Oh, are you going away? Not that I know of. I'm, I just might. It'll be a long, boring holiday weekend. You never know. I might go somewhere. Uh-huh. I'm always hopping on a plane and going somewhere. You know me. Yes. When you got it, spend it. Well, I uh, had a busy time. Yeah? I had a tooth removed. 
Really? I had my annual physical. Yeah, but you know something? At your uh, spot in life, you ought to be glad you got teeth to be removed. Uh, you know? They're all my own. That's right. It's just like my mother. Instead of soaking them in a glass, you got your real teeth. There you go. Oh, fine. Like, I, I've, I've always said, as long as you have your teeth, you've got, you, what more could yeah. you want, right? And I got new glasses. Right. And my brother-in-law turned 90. We had a party. Cockaboon. Yeah. A cockaboon. <laughs> A cockamoon party, yeah. Cockamoon, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, that's it. Well, great. So you had a good Hanukkah? Uh, yes, very nice. My nephew, I'll lay on cup, came down. <laughs> he... <laughs> yeah. Uh, came down uh, to the party, you know. To the party, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was here for four days, so we had uh, a nice time. Great. Um, yeah. Okay, so I want to wish you and George a very happy and a healthy new year. And Joe, too, because George isn't here today. I know he isn't. Okay. Yeah. Have a happy, and don't forget. Cockamoon and cockamoon. See you in 99. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There she is. Well, as long as she's okay, we're okay. And what did I do with that fact that said about my toilet seat? That's the important stuff. Forget about this other crap. Said, all you need to do is go to Home Depot and buy a couple of bolts. Now, the, the, the bolts aren't broken. It's the uh, the little bracket. i got to get a new toilet seat is what i got to do. I mean, I can afford I mean, trust me, I can afford to get a new toilet seat. But it's the thing that attaches to the top of the rear of the toilet that the bolts connected. It's just, it's a tabrachan, as they say. Isn't that what they say, Josh Friedman? Tabrachan? That's what they say. That, that is what they say when they look when they're over there on the Gaza Strip and they're looking around. There's the uh, Palestinians over there on one side and the Jews on the other side. They, oh, it's Tzabrochen. That's what they say. Somehow I get the feeling Josh Friedman don't know his Yiddish really too well. You know, he's good at like that, but he's not too, not too good on the Yiddish. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Oh, he does. See, he's a sports nerd. A Jewish sports nerd. Oh! A fat Jewish sports nerd. Oh! Not quite as fat as he used to be. He don't smell so bad. Yes? He's busy watching the press conferences. What, now? That's what he told me. Now, all the coaches are getting fired. Ooh. Yeah, and who cares? What, what difference does it make? I mean, are there, are there any surprises? Don't we know they're all getting fired? Especially when you've got a team like the Eagles, which I left out of my list of grotesque, unbelievable teams that nobody could possibly... Be- oh, we know why he's getting fired, because he's black. Huh? If it, if it was Dusty Rhodes, if it was a white guy, if it was Randy Rhodes, I'd probably still have... Maybe if he did the Dirty Bird, he'd have... If, if Ray Rhodes would have done the Dirty Bird yesterday and the Eagles, uh, what, uh, did they, I'm sure they did have got the crap pounded out of him again, then uh, he'd still have his job. You Dirty Bird. Here's a fact, by the way, that I think is very uh, interesting. Oh, by the way, we're going to be doing a break here. <laughs> this is great. No, no spots radio. I like it. We've gone from one extreme to the other. We actually can get a little momentum going here. Here's a fact that says Neil, you hit the nail on the head when you said that every time you watch one of these jocks dance around on the field, the first thing that comes to mind is what a f***ing nigger. I can't agree with you more. Why don't they just start singing Mammy while they juke and jive? You get the same result, signed Fred. Yeah, let's get Al Jolson out there. Mammy. I mean, seriously, it's, it's a very, very ugly thing. And you people out there that keep defending it, man, you ought to be telling your kids, stop acting like a jive-ass nigger and start acting like a civilized human being and, uh, you know, Put your emotions a little bit under control. Under control, that's what life is uh, supposed to be about. Be enthusiastic, but under control a little bit. And have a little goddamn decorum. We have an open line in uh, Broward, 5-6. Well, what's wrong with that? Why do you have to go uh, ape shot? And as far as the soccer players are concerned, does anybody here care about soccer? No. So forget about them. We can't be burdened with their behavior. 
and they're ripping their shirt off. And believe me, put it back on. I mean, you ever seen those soccer players? Jesus. I, what I've discovered is that soccer is for the ugly Europeans, the ones that can't do anything else. They all go and play soccer because the soccer people have got to be the ugliest guys on the face of the earth next to ugly players. 28 past noon and, and cricket players at 560 WQM. Neil Rogers got New from the National Scientific Research Institute comes a product guaranteed to revolutionize the healthcare industry. The new and improved, I can't believe it's not an enema. And now from the President's Council on Health, actor Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, this product will clean your pooper like nobody's business. Excuse me, sir. May I demonstrate? Who, me? Uh, well, I really don't... Shut up and bend over. Stop being a little girl. Whoa, hey, get that... Hey. Oh, that feels great. What an anima. It's not an anima. It's not an anima at all. It's new. I can't believe it's not an anima. That's right. The brand new I can't believe it's not an anima. Now with cutting-edge leak-proof technology. No mass, no fast, no duty on your shoes. Get yours today. 1232 at 560 WQM. Now, that ties right in with what we're talking about today. See, when you go to the proctologist, it feels very uncomfortable because you have this natural, this natural inclination to be embarrassed and humiliated and feel very uncomfortable when somebody sticks anything into your rectum. But see, the, the obvious re, the response to that is, oh, no, you're really enjoying it. It's just the cultural uh, barriers that you've, uh, yeah. See, that's bull crap. It's It's... Uh, a squeamish thing. It's grotesque. Get out of there already. You know what I'm saying? It's like all you guys out there hitting on these women trying to, uh, you know, we've talked about that until we're blue in the uh, puss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it really feels great. No, no it doesn't. It's coming. No, it's, you, you just have a culture block. You've just been brainwashed into believing that it hurts. It, it feels great. Rectum. Oh, man. No, it does not. God, there are a few, a few things in life. I mean, when, they, when they do, what the hell do they call that? When it, the proctologist goes beyond just the initial with the finger, I mean, that's embarrassing and bad and, and squeamy enough. But when they stick the little thing, what the hell do they call that? I can't think of it, but you know what I'm talking about. And they stick the instrument, and, man, you are just, just dying. You're, oh, get that thing uh, out of me already, Elmo. Just get it out of there. No, no, it's really great. It's just you're, you've been brainwashed. You're, it's a cultural barrier. Everything is cultural, okay? Yeah, that's always a good excuse. Like selling drugs on a street corner, that's cultural. Here's Coral Gables. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. God, two things for you. First of all, I hate going to the hockey games and having to be the only person in my section that understands what's going on out there at the ice because I feel like I might as well, well What section are you in? Uh, wherever I happen to get tickets. I work oh. in media, so, you know, wherever I happen to get tickets. Okay, well, I'm in 101, so there's two sections now that we know of that have got at least one person in that knows what the game is about. It's just annoying. And Howard Kleinberg and his wife are across from me, so that's two more, so that's four. It's it's what what's icing? What's the blue line? What's oh, this? please. What's, and it gets frustrating. Six years now. This is the sixth. Sixth year, and part of the problem being that you have different people at every game. And that different is, people every game. You look around you, and there's a whole bunch of different people there. Very rarely you see the same people two games in a row. It's much more important for them to get on their cell phone and go talk to somebody in another section and say, "Hey, look at me." See, if you're if you're one, of, and they price the fans out of it. Back in the olden days, you'd go and you'd see the same people in the same seats especially in the good seats in lower bowl year after year. But now they price people out, so they have to divide it up. And they kind of, you know, how many, how many games can the average person afford to go to? Not many at all. 
And I'm and I'm going to tell you, and I really mean this. If I didn't get my tickets free from this joint, I I, I would uh, say skip it. You know, I, and the place is two minutes from my house. I still wouldn't go because but, the quality of what they're putting on there, of that performance out there, and the whole ambiance with nothing works and the goal light don't come on. It's I wouldn't pay for that. And, and I fifty-seven agree. bucks to sit there. The Washington game I left as soon as they scored the second goal, we flew out of there like a cannon shot. As much as I love hockey, I agree with you one hundred percent. But more importantly, yes, sir. In watching the pregame shows yesterday, Neil. The Dirty Bird is a contrived, choreographed right. dance. Well, that's what Joe was saying before. The, it's bad enough that they're doing I, all this bull crap, but the fact that they're choreographing now... It, it started out with... What, the, what it tells me is that the game, there are so many bad teams. It's like early in the year they were bitching about, oh, Monday Night Football, the ratings are way down. The reason the ratings were down so badly is because there are all these bad teams, all these bad matchups, and people, you know, you, you can only fool people for so long. You put a, a crap product out there, people are going to fly away from it in droves. It's more important for these guys to, to not worry about whether or not they're going to have a good performance out there on the field, but what they're going to do when they get in the end zone. Jamal Anderson's sisters picked up on it. The tight end, O.J. Santiago, is the one who started it. His sisters picked up on it and taught him how to perform the dirty bird so that he would get on national television every single time. Oh, man. It's pathetic, but that's yeah. the state of football. In the, in the, they, uh, you know, I, th I think they have two different team meetings. You know how they watch the game films of the team that they're going to play the next and week? And then the dance I, I, No, I think, I think they have yeah, one, one meeting where they watch the uh, actual game itself, the plays, and then they have another one for the choreography and the dancing. It's, it's really gotten out of control, and I'm with you 100% on that one. Okay, pal. Have a happy New Year. See you. We have an open line at Dade County, 5670560. And, of course, you know, there's a segment of the public out there who, who soaks this in. They think it's really great because they're forgetting the fact that this is a substitute for what really is supposed to be exciting out there, which is supposed to be the game. But they have to keep embellishing and embellishing and adding because the product, quite frankly, in any of these sports is crap. I mean, does it take a rocket scientist to figure out that if you used to have whatever league it was, if you had eight teams, you had six teams in the NHL, whatever number of teams you had, and even then you had some bad teams. I mean, the population of the country, thank God, isn't, isn't reproducing at that astronomical rate. And in hockey, if it weren't for the fact that they had the European players, they'd all look like the goddamn, uh, I was going to say Rochester Amherst, that would be a compliment. It'd look like Little League, like Pee Wee hockey is what they would look like. 27 teams when there used to be six. It doesn't take a, a, a brain surgeon to figure out that you can't. You can only take so much talent and spread it out. That's why you got guys in baseball who hit 220 that are making two and a half, three million dollars a year, and you're supposed to pay for it. And like the guy says before, oh, but there's a cream of the crop. Right. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Well, Neil, how you doing? First Great. time caller, uh, long time listener. Yes, sir. On, on one thing I want to start with is I uh, want to thank Barry Sanders for never spiking the ball. Hey, there, there, now there's the best running back in football today, the best running back in the National Football League, and he doesn't do that jive-ass crap. No, he scores a million times, runs a million yards, and hands the ball to the ref and goes on his business. And You, know, you never saw Gail Sayers do it. You didn't see uh, uh, Walter Payton do it. You didn't see uh, Jim Brown do it. You never saw any of these guys do it. And, and the second thing I have... it's a cultural thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Second thing is, I held out on buying your CD. My wife, I played, you know, a little bit before Christmas. It was supposed to be a present for me. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go get I'm going to go get the CD. And she's telling me, oh, yeah, you're going to ruin your present. Well, here comes Christmas. What do I get? No CD. No Neil Rogers. Yeah. So, you know, next day I go shopping. Do they have Neil Rogers and Borders of Boynton? No. 
Do they have it in Glades? Boca no, Raton? no. South Miami? No. Nowhere. No. So here I am, Christmas Eve, or after Christmas, and all I got is side two. I need side one. Where do I go? You have to call Center One. They may be the only ones that have any uh, Part One left. Really? Because they don't know if they're restocking. They don't know anything. Yeah. You know, that these borders. So so Center One would be the place. Yeah, 563-3600. All right, Neil, I want to say, I didn't know it was a God, so I started listening to you. Neil, God! And God bless you, sir. You and have, have a great New Year. Okay, we have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. By the way, is the QM van going out today? No, this week? no. Okay, I realize it's, it's, uh, this is kind of a week that doesn't exist. I understand that. There's no ratings going on now. We uh, basically have no spots. And the fact that we have no spots is basically everybody saying, well, you know, we know nobody's listening. Everybody's out of town. They're all busy with their bullcrap. They're getting ready to bring in all the booze for New Year's Eve. And maybe they got a point. Although I'll be honest with you, we've had a few calls here today, which surprises the crap out of me. I thought we were going to have to play uh, the rack again all day today. In fact, I I wouldn't have been surprised if we had to do it all week this week. It puts the lotion in the basket. Here's uh, Coconut Creek. Hello. Hello, Neil Guy. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Uh, we forgot about uh, Martin Hank, uh, his uh, Sesame Street yeah, actor. Joe, Joe was just uh, mentioning that to me. I'd forgotten about <laughs> that. Oh, I, I get physically ill when I see that. I can't stand it. That's the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping if you can maybe get on that Elvis uh, Christmas speech sometime today. You know, when we pass the mashed potatoes. Out. Elvis Claus? Yeah, that's it. Okay, pal, you got it. Thank you. Yes. Okay, we have an open line at day one at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We got hockey tonight, baby. The Panthers and Islanders, any interest? No. Anybody name anybody on the Islanders besides Zygmunt Palfi? No. Okay. How about that goalie, Tommy? Uh, what is it again? Come on, you can do it. Oh. Here's a uh, mobile in Miami. Hello. Tommy Sallow. Very good. Excellent. Uh, there you go. Oh, Here's a guy that knows his Swedes. Before I get to Lamar Thomas. Yes. You were asking about the Hispanics. You know, the uh, O.J. Santiago started that stupid dirty Yeah, somebody thing. just mentioned that. But he started it. He's a leave it, leave it to the fix to start up with, you know, yeah. stick their nose in. Do you know if, uh, did anybody talk to you about Brian Cox's antics on the sidelines yesterday? No. He went over to Bill Parcells, grabbed him, and started smacking him in the ass like 20 times. Really? Right on camera. So I think that Phil should get a hold of that tape. And it's a deep catch right moron. Yeah. It was amazing. He just stood there smacking him over, uh -huh. and Parcells and sure was liking it. He, he liked it? Oh, he was loving it. Yeah. <laughs> he worked yeah. all year for that. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. A big and black yeah. guy named Brian. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. I want to bang that. you in the butt, honey. About Lamar Thomas. Yes. I got to be honest with you. I never gave a damn about the players in the NFL and what they did. But uh, since I read that book that you were talking about. Pros and cons. Which, by the way, Lamar's picture's on the back. Although, he's, little, all, he's straightened himself out. That nice going, Lamar. Yeah, His picture's sure. on the back, uh, yeah. He's got his own chapter. Yeah. The whole chapter is about him. Mm -hmm. Okay, listen, if you beat up your girlfriend in your own in your own house in private, that's one thing. But to do it <laughs> at somebody else's house yeah. in front of everybody with no regard for anything, including mm -hmm. the law, he's, uh, I can't stand him. He makes me ill. I keep waiting for one of these big, one of these other big black guys to wipe him out. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe uh, Saturday will be the day. Yeah, it could be. I'd like to see Bruce Smith get a hold of him. Could be. 
Okay. A lot, a lot of people forget. Okay, have a great day. A lot of people forget. I don't want to start getting into football, okay, other than Jimmy Johnson and Dan Marino hate each other like poison, and you can take that to the bank. But I do want to say this. A lot of people forget, although this kid played yesterday. Johnson, the rookie quarterback, played yesterday, and they, well, who the hell did they play? New Orleans? Beat the crap out of him with him playing. But they forget that Flutie didn't play. They had Flutie, but he didn't play in that first game that uh, Miami won it, remember? And the kid, this Johnson, that kid was so nervous in that game, he was like peeing in his pants. He had to keep changing his uh, uniform 20 times during the game. And then, of course, Flutie did play in the second game, and it seems to me, I could be wrong, that Buffalo won that game uh-huh. last time I checked. I'm not saying that Buffalo's going to win the game. I just, I just mentioned that in passing for you to consider. We have an open line of date, 5670560 and Tom 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Davey. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I think it was uh, Vince Lombardi said he told his He's players. He's the one that started the, uh, this uh, juking and jiving, right? Yeah, right. He, he told his players when they got to the end zone to act like they'd been there before. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. Can, can you imagine Vince Lombardi putting up with this crap? No. No way. It would never get started. Yeah. He and what wouldn't about, have a chance to do it. And what about Shula? Do you think that Shula would have put up with uh, too much of this crap? No. Okay, and have a great day and say hi to Vince Lombardi. Oh, he ain't feeling too good. We have an open line at Broward, 56705. I realize times change, but because times change doesn't mean it's always a change for the better. Don't hit me with 20 guys in the broadcast booth trying to dazzle me with their bull crap and playing grab ass with each other and Terry Bradshaw trying to put on an act like he's got a brain, you know, which we know he does not. Don't don't try to don't try to con an old uh, you know scumbag like me. Give me a quality uh, event out there that's worth uh, investing your time and watching, and then I'll say, hey, this was scintillating, this was great. But don't try to feed me a big song dance. Thanks, Chuck, by the way, from the sub center. Just brought us a great lunch, which is always great. And thanks, Nisi. Boy, are they great people, man. A year that we've been here, and can you imagine the uh, fifty billion dollars worth of food? In fact, George and I would both look like Rumble Stiltskin were not for a chuck over at the sub-center. Great meats and great uh, subs. Mm, good stuff. Where are we going? Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, Lamar Thomas had that one good game against Denver. Yeah. And then a week later, they give him a contract extension. Like he's the answer. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line of date, five six seven oh five sixty. I think they're forgetting what show they're talking to. Okay, don't start talking to me about football. <laughs> don't start talking to me at China with that football, okay? Because I do not care, although Jimmy Johnson and Dan Marino do hate each other like poison. Thank you, Joe. We got a little lunch in here. Jesus Christ, this thing weighs about forty pounds. How much did she put in here? I didn't I didn't see we we're gonna feed the whole block, okay, Nisi? Man, oh man, I know it's the holidays and you're probably acting very generous, etc., which we always appreciate. But holy crap. Man. Before even opening it, I can Wow! Did you look at that? Can you see it? This is enough for a lunch and for dinner. I can even smuggle some of this in the um, I probably can sell it outside the Macarena tonight. Oh, by the way, Sean, I'll be there, okay? Have no fear. I'm sure Sean's listening right now. I'll be out there right by the escalator hoping that it works tonight. Where are we going? Let's go to, uh, by the way, I have an interesting question. After I get my toilet seat fixed, and I'll worry about that, about whether I should have my mother committed. I'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. And back to you. I would be willing to bet that it will not be two minutes into the game tonight 
Yeah. Where on the big screen they will be showing some asshole some doing the the dirty bird. The dirty bird, yeah, the the funky chicken. And if they don't show that there, and I we can all look up there and go, he's an asshole. Yeah, uh, and that's what everybody will say. But it will happen that soon if it takes well, that I'm long. I'm sure of that. In fact, that's probably going to take up most of the games from now on. Mm-hmm. Last night on the TV, it was Hank Shapiro, Deuces Rogers, and two other yahoos doing this. Hank, Charles, Hank um, Goldberg was doing the dirty uh, chicken. No, no, no. Uh, 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 Steve Shapiro. Oh. You say Hank Shapiro. Hank Shapiro. Uh, I got Hank Shapiro. I didn't know they were. Uh, Shapiro. I don't know. Maybe they are. Uh, and uh, and Deuces Rogers. Uh, it was, it was, a, sight, Rogers, it was yeah. a sight to be seen. Isn't that pathetic? Oh, it's terrible. And of course, you know Jim Barry's going to be running with that on Channel Four because he's, uh, you know, even well, he'll, not he'll, have a, he'll have a he'll have a uh, uh, like he'll a on his head. He'll preempt the whole newscast tonight at five o'clock for the uh, dirty uh, the funky chicken. You know, we were the talking about Vince Lombardi before. Yeah. He's the one guy I also remember. One of his players got in a fight in front of the other team's bench. And the team started to go on the field, and he made everybody stop, and he said he deserves what he gets if he starts a fight in front of the opposing team's bench. And, and, and are, are these guys like uh, like uh, the ones you just mentioned, Douchebag Rogers, who happens to be black, are they really that stupid that they don't understand the way that white America looks upon this? I, don't, they, don't they get it? I, they must be, because it's like you look at this and you say, oh, my God, you're embarrassed sitting right. in your own living room. Right. All by yourself, you're embarrassed for these yo-yos doing this stuff. And 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 you're not doing it. Why the hell should you be embarrassed? Yeah. And then they go and do it on the newscast and all, and you say, and then you're like, you know, you're embarrassed again. And they have to understand that this is not acceptable. Other sports. That's the American fucking way. Yeah. In you know basketball, for example, and I know you're not a big fan of that. Any show, display of uh, showboating is a is a is a technical foul. Right. And I mean, you don't see the you know when's the last time you saw. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to have to start doing the NFL what they do in college. I, you know, I think they overdo it in college. I mean, uh, they get carried away with the penalties. But you know, 15 yards, unsportsmanlike, you kick off from the uh, whatever, and, uh, and that's it. I mean, enough of the bull crab. It's it just gotten out of hand. When's the last time you've seen Melody and Niedermeyer pick up the puck after they score and fling it into the stands or something? Yeah, well, we'll go course, jump, jump that, over the glass and hug everybody. Of course, that don't happen too often. Okay, listen, have a great time. Have a good one. Back to you. Okay, we have an open line in Broward. Boy, this lunch is great. I hope I don't eat too much of it here today, Nisi, because you gave me about 20 pounds worth of balls here, man. Mm. I think Jeannie made this uh, today. Oh, like I said, thanks, Jeannie. God, is this good stuff. We're pretty lucky. When we first came into this neighborhood, I thought, man, where the hell are we going to get some good chow around here? And thank God we found Chuck at the sub-center. So anyway, what did Brian Cox say to um, Parcells yesterday? Suck my dick. Oh, okay. Just checking. It's 11 before 1. And, of course, you know, we got a lot of people on this station who continue to build up these guys and glamorize them and that they can do no wrong. And they're wonderful people and they're misunderstood. Bullcrab, okay? Bullcrab. Here's a mobile in Lake Worth. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. A couple early dancers in the NFL, one of them might make you gag. Elmo Wright, do you remember him? Yes. Number two, Mark Gastineau. Yeah, we. This is the third mention for Gastineau. Oh, really? Let's really pick on Gastineau because he was white, which goes to show that even white well, people. I, well, I thought when I brought up that name, I'd hear that sound of water going into the toilet. Mm-hmm. That barf sound that you make. Sometimes. With with or without the uh, toilet seat, right? Yeah, when the dol- the dolphins start partying like that on the field, I always have to change, turn down the volume, or look away, or turn it off. Uh, so obviously, Jimmy Johnson, he stands for it. Uh, Although sometimes... you say he's standing for it, he would. He was the original, um, not the original, but he was one of the most notorious of the gangster coaches at U of M. There you go. Yeah, don't you remember they, that Fiesta Bowl, that very infamous Fiesta Bowl, when they went out there and acting like a bunch of hot-ass, uh, uh, jive-ass uh, gangsters, and they wound up getting beat by Penn State? Mm, yep. 
I had one other thing. You you were asking before for an African American field goal kicker in the NFL. Yes. Uh, there was one. I'm not going to be able to come up with his name, but he did play for Tampa Bay, and he played for the Minnesota Vikings. And I think after he was, after he was out of the NFL, he got indicted for heroin. Donald Igwe Come up with his name. Who was it? Wait a minute, Josh Jeffrey. Donald Igwe Bikwe. Huh? Igwe Bikwe. There you go. All right. There you go. Somebody got, told you got, that, got, or got, you knew that? No, Josh Friedman just. And uh, I know that. I can't yeah. even spell it, much less say it. All right. Nice going, Josh, and have a great day, sir. This Josh Friedman, boy, he is just, he's kind of like the uh, George Rodriguez of sports, a walking encyclopedia of useless crap. I mean, just tons of it. George has got more information. I mean, he can tell you all kinds of things, uh, you know, historical facts and information. Most of it, I mean, nobody ever wants to hear, but great stuff. And the same with Josh. He is just a veritable walking encyclopedia of sports uh, trivia, not trivia, but trivial crap. We have an open line at Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We've got the Hank Goldberg Show at Shula State 2 today between 2 and 6. And then we've got Gildy. will be on at 6 o'clock tonight from the Mac Arena. And then at 7 o'clock, Gildy's got the pregame show. Panthers and the New York Islanders. Islanders are starting to make a little bit of a uh, move. they got Palfy back. Maybe you never know. We'll see. We'll see which Panther team shows up tonight. That's one thing. It's always like a guessing game when you go to the Mac Arena. Which team will show up tonight? Here's Fort Myers. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Great. Love you down here, man. Love you. All right. Hey, listen. I'm from New York. I used to go up and watch the college hockey games all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He said nobody does that. <laughs> what he said, crap. I think is what he meant. Began with crap with an SH is what he said. We have an open line in uh, Dade five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. See, the, the difference being, though, in hockey, and, of course, we do have now in the NHL, we've got these long commercial timeouts, and they have dragged the game and slowed it down. But nevertheless, at least there's still a lot of action out there in your 60 minutes. Whereas in football, which most of you don't want to admit, but if I were you, just one time, just for the uh, out of curiosity's sake, say, uh, tape a football game, tape the entire telecast from the time the opening kickoff till the time the uh, clock says zero at the end of the fourth quarter. And then you and then you go through it and see how actual how much actual playing time there is out of those uh, three and a half almost four hours sometimes that it takes for them to play that game. There really, relatively speaking, is so little action. And now because the network networks have come up with these billion and trillion dollar uh, deals now, these contracts and paying out these outrageous amounts of money, they got to make their money back, baby. So there is commercial after commercial after commercial. You don't have to worry about missing too much because there's not much going on in the first place. So they got to juice it up, baby. they got to spice it up with all kinds of accoutrements, all kinds of uh, goofy things because they want, you know, it, it was like the uh, slam dunk contest in the NBA. Same thing. The All-Star, uh, all, all the uh, skills competition at the uh, NHL All-Star game because the game itself is meaningless because nobody hits anybody. So even though they got all these big-name stars there, it's a ridiculous game. So, oh, we got to have the skills competition. Who can shoot it the hardest in the puck, too? I guarantee you, Peter North beat that Al McGinnis any day. Oh! Even if he is getting old. We have an open line in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Now you're going to take the, the fun out of the sport? You know, when you go to the games, the adrenaline's going. Yeah. Because, hey... You gay people, you don't like the... Oh, yes, the oh it's gay stuff, people no? that don't like it, huh? It must be the fags that don't like it. How about... I, you're right, Steve Young and Troy Eggman, I never see them doing it either. Good point. Excellent. 
We have an open line in uh, Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. No, us gay people, we just uh, we don't get all that emotional when we see a bunch of guys in real tight pants running out there grabbing each other around the crotch. We don't get all that carried away. We know what it is. 1255 at 560 WQAM. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. He served a search warrant on me, which allowed them to view and photograph my body, including my penis, my buttocks, my lower torso, thighs, and any other area that they wanted. Oh, they were young and didn't know when I touched them there that I couldn't make it grow. Oh man, this is really a bummer. All I did was get myself a hummer. Oh, Oi, babe. Oi. We got nail, babe. We got nail, babe. These charges, they are really heinous. I've never seen Macaulay Culkin's anus. Rectum. Hillary is really human, but hey, at least the things I banged were human. Oh, they we got nail baby. We got nail baby. I have flowers. They're to grow. Hey, Macaulay, you dropped the soap. Day after day, the charges they grow, that in a parking lot, I got fellatio. Uh, uh, uh. Just let me sleep with one more kiss, I promise not to repeat what I did. <laughs> I'm in a deep mess, but what the hey, at least nobody out there thinks I'm gay. Boy, we got nail pain. Boy, we got nail pain. We got nail pain. We got nail pain. We got nail pain. If you missed the Neil Rogers show yesterday on 610 WIOD, you missed this. Is this the bird? Yeah. Bird, how you doing? Okay. Listen, do me a favor, play anything, because I can't stand listening to you. Uh, you sound like a douchebag. Do uh, what? Just do me a favor, play anything. Well, can I ask you a question before you go? Oh, God, you sound so stupid. I hate to talk to you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, why did you call me? I didn't call you. No, no, just to tell you not to... Say anything, just play something. Oh, God, I can't stand it. Well, then why are you listening? Oh, play something already. Why won't you answer oh, my... Oh, I can't stand it. You won't... See, he won't talk to me. Oh, we got a car here. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's our message on this show today, baby. We hate the bird, right? Oh! Dirty or otherwise. Well, you see, it's just me. I'm an old fart, and I'm just, uh, I'm just not into this newfangled crap, you know? This is supposed to be where... It's like the thing at the hockey game. It's the same thing. I'm like in a very tiny minority. I go there to see the game. The rest of these people are juking and jiving. They're watching themselves on the screen. This is America today. There you go. They're glittering, baby. They're all over the place. They're rocking. They're rolling. And they, and they really believe they're having a great time for their 57 bucks plus 30 or 40 for food and 10 for parking. They're having a hell of a time. Oh! All right. 
Uh, here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. And back to you. Uh, not to change the subject. Uh, Anything you like, pal. Okay. No subject on this show. You know, being the holiday season, I, I wondered if you caught the uh, History Channel uh, special on the Roman Empire. No, I did not. Uh, well, they... Uh, did they mention when in Rome do the Romans? Did they say that? Well, <laughs> they mentioned a lot, but uh, they said in, in Constantine in 300 A.D. declared December 25th the birthday of Jesus... And uh, it was actually the Roman feast of the pagan god Mithra that was celebrated on that date. Mm -hmm. And this was to unify the empire and the pagan people into the Christianity. So what's wrong with that? Like all religion, he just made it up. And uh, the reason he did this is uh, he was, like before a battle, he saw like a, a light uh, flash through the clouds, kind of in a cross-shaped fashion. Mm -hmm. And they won the battle. So after that, he had them paint the cross on their shields, and uh, then they won another battle, and it was just a fluke out of uh, a thousand maybe different facts of religion. Uh, he picked that one, and uh, that's how Christianity was uh, picked by the uh, Romans. Oi! How do you like that? <laughs> you know, I, I I know I know how you feel about that, and I, uh, it was just uh, you know, just a, a fluke of the uh, just the luck Emperor. of the draw. Just the bad luck of the draw. That's it. Well, thank God it's turned out to be such a benevolent and caring religion over the centuries. And have a great New Year, pal. We have two open lines in uh, Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Like I said, they're all bubble mices, okay? DNH, do no harm. That's very simple. Take no crap, do no harm. That's it. That's all you need. You don't have to spend any money. You don't have to pay any dues. You don't have to put any cap on your head. You don't have to run around with special underwear. We never got one call about that, by the way, did we? About the special, oh, Joe just uh, freaks out every time I say that. You never heard about the special underwear? Never heard about the special underwear. Well, I was to show you that you must be watching the uh, press conferences over there, because George and I have talked about it several times when you were over in the other building. How do you like that? We talked about the Mormons in the special underwear. They wear special religious underwear. Religious underwear. What is wrong with you, man? What kind of sheltered world do you live in, Okay. World is more. Life is more than just. Uh, I don't know. Whatever you think it is, more than just pasta and uh, getting laid. Okay, I'm not sure what, but there must be something more to it than that. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my card. Uh, good program. For taking your card. My call. Oh, you said I thought you said card. Uh, my no, I had your card, but I'll try using it over the weekend. One other thing on these. Uh... Well, what do you mean one other thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of uh, football players that think they can go out and dance around and do everything. What about them jumping up in the face of every call on the referees? Yeah. Doesn't make any difference what what the call well, is. They're right though because the referees are all blind and it's a, it's a, see maybe maybe this is partly to cover up the fact that it's all a farce and that the referees are a bunch of doddering old men and that the outcome of the games is evidently meaningless because they don't care because they're not doing anything to rectify it and so th this must be a cover up. Let's let's do the uh, dirty bird, you know. <laughs> Well, it could be. But they could go back to They could do it like they do in high school. Only one person is allowed to talk to that referee, and that's the uh, the captain. Right. And if they want to speed up the game, let them do that. Okay. So nobody can do anything. Okay, and thanks for making your call. Okay, we have an open line in Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on a mobile one line. I mean, really, when, when you cut away all the exterior and all the uh, posturing and all the baloney, I mean, who gives a crap when you come right down to it, you know? Except a bunch of silly people like uh, Jim Beery and the uh, douchebag Rogers. They're on Channel 7. 
Wonder what he's getting canned, by the way. He's pathetic. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We got the Hank Goldberg show at Chula's at 2 o'clock. And then we got an hour and a half of Geldy. Oh, that's an awful long time. 90 minutes of Geldy with a pregame show. And then before that, 6 to 7, whatever he's going to be hucking and trying to come out. Bat, 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 like that. And then the Panthers and the Islanders, 739. Name me like okay, We got Tommy Sallow. We got Ziggy Palfy. Anybody else you can name on the Islanders? Come on. No. Here's a call from Iowa. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, You're in Iowa. Yes, I am. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I used to be down there. Like I said, I'm I can so go for you. <laughs> I'm not so bad here. Um, but they put me on to you. I don't really know why they, nobody else can answer this but you. But um, will you be making more of your Neil Rogers CDs? You mean for this year? For this year. No. No. <laughs> okay. No. no. I've been uh, okay. Be that way, Neil. No. I've, I've well, been, I, mean, I mean, you asked me a question. No, I, I know. But I'm hearing. I'm hearing lots of the, the end of the line. No. Okay. I, I've been told by. No. I've been told by several other people that uh, that I've called numbers that you would be. So it, uh, the. Well, who told that? I mean, it's the 28th of December. How can we start making a bunch of them now? By the time they would be done, our campaign is over December 31. I don't. I don't know any of that. I just. I just know that it's real hard to get through to you each year and find you, and get answers and find out how to order them when you're out of there. And well, see if you it. went on the uh, web. Did you? You must have checked out the website neilrogers.com. No. Well, that, that's where you get all the uh, Eric up in Orlando put that thing together. He's uh, he's got stuff that we don't even know about. <laughs> I yeah. will check it out. I didn't even know he, you did. He's way ahead of me. He's got things happening on the show that haven't even happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Okay, well, I've heard it from the horse's mouth. There are no more uh, no more. coming. No. <laughs> Have a great New Year, pal. It's, it's good to talk good to you. Good luck to you. Watch Bye. out for the corn. Okay. Yeah, okay. Those corns will kill you. We have two open lines. Those corn holes are sure special. Two open lines a day, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Our poll question today, which do you like better? Which you be liking better, the icky shuffle or the dirty burr? That's our poll question today. Huh? Here's Miami. Hello? Miami. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Lou Holtz, as much as I dislike him, oh, came Lou out Holtz. and said, I'm in the middle yes. of my lunch, and this man said, Lou Holtz. He's, he's wonderful, though. He said, if these people want to draw attention to themselves for doing something good, yeah. let them do it when they make a mistake. Yeah. You don't see any of them celebrating when they jump off sides or anything. That's a good idea. When, he, uh, when Richmond Webb gets one of those 15-yard holding penalties, although he ain't playing right at the moment, but nevertheless. Yeah, would you like to see him celebrate that? Yeah, why don't he get up and jump around and say, I've done it. Yeah. Five minutes of time. Hey, they can all, they can, then it would be palatable. Okay, thank you. We have uh, Dade County. All three lines are open in Dade. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Not too big on the icky shuffle. Now, that's ancient history, okay, you old fart. We're doing the dirty bird, and we like it. And we don't care whether you like it or not. We don't care whether you like the wave or not. We don't care whether you like Peter Orwell or not. You know nothing, okay? We're the experts down here, man. <laughs> we know where it's at. All those phonies up there in Toronto that think they know about hockey, all those phonies up there in Green Bay that think they know something about football, they don't know crap, okay? We're the experts down here. We're the best front-running phonies on the face of the earth. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Happy New Year to you, sir. Good. Happy New Year to you, Haven't too. I haven't felt in about 20 years. I'm feeling like uh, <laughs> it's got a new life. I just want you to know that you make my day every single morning. Yes, I do. You do. And I also want you to know that I agree with you on all this icky shuffle crap. Mm -hmm. 
it's got to stop. It's just got to stop. Well, it's not going to stop. They, they've just got to do penalties and, and do what they've got to do to these players to get these teams to realize this is a waste of time. Yeah. It and really is. If, if the league can't even get their officiating situation straightened out and get guys out there to take an eye test, then how do, uh, what, what do you think is ever going to happen? They're going to put an end to this bull crap. I don't know. And, and, and another thing, they make all this money like you were talking about before, and look how much it costs to take a, a family that loves sports to the football game. Right. I mean, it's a joke. It's over $150 or whatever it is just to have a hot dog, a Coke, and a ticket. You got it. You know, I, I just don't agree with it. I don't, I don't agree with any of it. That's why I don't, I don't mess around with pro football. Uh, I think college football is where it's at. It shows the up-and-coming stars when they're exciting and playing for something that's worthwhile. Okay. So I appreciate your time and love your show, and uh, we'll be here with you. Okay, have a great life. Take care. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560. I'm mung down my shirt, by the way. I just mentioned that, even though we don't have the TV thing going anymore. I just mentioned that because it's uh, one of the, you know, I just tell you, I'm mung down my shirt. When you're eating uh, meatballs with cheese and, and with onions and uh, sauce, I'm having my sauce. And by the way, always have a little fat in the sauce is what my book says. In your tomato sauce, always make sure it's mixed with a little fat. Which your oil or whatever you put in there, that's, that's good. And heated tomato sauce, pizza sauce, tomato paste. Mm. Loaded with lycopene, baby, which helps your uh, whatever it helps, something in your rectum, your uh, prostate. And all you women out there. Okay, where are we going? Let's go to uh, Pompano Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How about the Super Bowl shuffle? The Super Bowl shuffle? Remember the 85 Bears? They made that video. Oh, yeah. And they had Tim McMahon. Oh, no. Oh, my God. There was a white guy who celebrated, Jim McMahon. And he did it very poorly, too, by the way. Yeah, he did. That's why I kept those dark shades on all the time. (laughs) Bad disguise. Regarding the celebration thing, I don't really mind the celebration. Like, I remember the the Redskins used to have those group of wide receivers called the the Smurfs. They used to high-five each other in the end zone. Can't but, stand uh, it. I just don't deal in the individual solo acts where they're trying to degrade the other team and they're dancing around and you know and, and the other teams like pointing at the scoreboard as they're down by thirty points. I right. just don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. The celebration thing when you're I down. Think, I think Lamar be out of control myself. I think he's just uh, out of control. Even Roy Foster said he thinks he's out of control. Roy. That's what he said. Right. Hey, can I make know. a same full request? I guarantee you never saw Roy Foster go out there doing the dirty bird during a Dolphin game, did you? No. No way. Oh, no. where he's practicing right now. He wants to sign up again. Yeah. After yesterday, I think they could use them. In closing, can I make a request? Yes, sir. Uh, you played it last week. I was peeing my pants worse than the uh, lotion in the basket. Yes. The, uh, the Phil Henry bit with that black woman and the uh, priest about communion. All you can eat Negro? Yeah, all you can eat Negro. Roy, Roy Foster just walked in the other room, and you want me to play all you can eat Negro? I mean, we're talking about the. Uh, it is the holiday. Your nephew is in hell? I feel that my nephew is in that with the Lord, Bill. Not with the Lord. Then, in other words, in hell. I don't know. I feel no one alone. No one. And because they take part of his body like a limo. You fear that that Roman Catholic communion is they ate your nephew's body? Yes, sir. All right. We have on uh, the line in Van Nuys here a uh, Roman Catholic priest on KFI M640. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Good, Mr. Ma'am. Um, first of all, I put my condolences to you on the loss of your nephew. Are you a priest? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just wa- I just want to let you clarify something for you, okay? Yes. So this is just, you've been misinformed about why the Catholic Church. Why do you eat people? Well, if you just hang on, I will explain to you what our belief is, and then you can draw your own conclusion. Why do you eat people? Let me explain what our teaching is, and you draw your let, own conclusion. Let the Father explain, okay? Okay, first of all, 
We believe that when we receive communion, we receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. Well, well hold on, man. No, I mean, I'm just calling to let you know what you our eat, belief is. You eat flesh and blood. If you want to look at it that way, that's oh fine. Oh, my God. That's I fine. I want to vomit. This is our belief, and you draw your own conclusion. I want to vomit. Ma'am, you got to let the Father explain. Why would I want to hear him talk about it? Well, because he's been misinformed. This is like Hellraiser. Like Clive Okay, Piper first of all, okay, Do you're upset you because you've been misinformed about what happened to your nephew in our you eat, the butt, you eat the whole damn thing. Excuse me? Don't you eat it? We eat the host, yes. The host. But he said he eats the whole body of the man. That's not what I said. You said you eat the blood and the flesh. Of who? Of the man. No, of Jesus Christ. Oh, God, oh, that is a blasphemy. Well, if you choose to believe that, all I'm trying to do is inform you about our belief because you've been misinformed. Do you eat up on the booty, too? I'm not even going to answer that. I don't understand. what, what What's that mean? What, what is this man talking about eating the Lord Jesus? Let him finish. Okay. Let him just say he what he has to say. From the scriptures, ma'am, where Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body. Oh, God. And then he took the cup of wine and he said, Take and drink. This is my blood. And again he says, Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, oh, you have no life God. within you. Oh, my God. This is Good Friday. Exactly. And you're talking about eating up on Jesus. I'm just calling to inform you of what we believe. You're grubbing on Jesus, ain't you? If what? you choose to believe it. You're grubbing all over on Jesus. If that's what you choose to believe. And my nephew, what about him? Okay, ma'am, as again. Macking on Jesus. Them Catholics macked on my boy. I macked on your boy. <laughs> I don't believe that. I'm sorry. Them Catholics macked on your boy, huh? You want to laugh no, at me? No, Can I ask you a question? You a bitch to laugh at me? Yeah. Let me ask you a question here. It's like some kind of Negro smorgasbord over there. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> Listen to me. You know, as far as that other man is concerned. He's like a brother best on the I'm in a phone Listen, Father, I thank you for, for taking the time. Okay. I really do. Uh, Ma'am, you have a good Easter. Well, you, you, you pay for your sins. Well, I'll leave that up to God. That's true. Thanks, Bye-bye. Father. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was a Roman Catholic priest. And macking on my boy like a brother buffet. Oh, you can eat me. Oh. <laughs> what was it? What'd you call, man? Uh, all you can eat, Negro. I understand. Father, could you help an old other boy? I'm a Catholic. See, that's one of the things about that whole bit that you listen to the priest, who's the only straight call, so to speak. Oh, that was a bad choice of words. But the only uh, unsuspecting participant, and, and at no point during the whole deal does he ever catch on. 
I mean, what is there to say about that? There's no fags in, in the church. 117 at 560. I asked, uh, by the way, Roy Foster, that great ex-Dolphin, who's one of our sales holes, he was in here a moment ago. Was that his dad that was with him there? Huh? No, one of his clients. Looked like his father. Was he too short to be his father? He looked dark-complected enough. Huh? Well, what, what are you looking at me like that? What did I just say? That was a white guy, man. That was a white guy? Yeah, that was no white guy. white guy. He was like, uh, kind of like in between. He was a little this, a little that. Are you serious? That was a white guy that was in here with uh... Roy. Get out of here. That that Roman nose must be getting in your way. You must have a bad. And I remember when I first came, you had the eye problems. Yeah, remember that. So at any rate, whoever he was in there, and I said to him, I said. Under any circumstances, Roy, being the great upstanding superstar dolphin that you were all those years, would you tolerate, would you put up with all this bull crap, this uh, funky chicken and dirty uh, uh, bird and all this crap? No. That's what he said. I said, Roy, are you sure? He said, no. No. But no. that's what he said. Not too fond of that crap. 118 at 560 WQN. Got a few clueless right now, Bill. Kind of like a eunuch in a whorehouse. I really, really want to apologize for Monica. <laughs> I smoked marijuana and shot a load on Monica. Monica is a woman who was an intern in the White House. Instead of taking memos, she took off her white blouse. I guess you could say I'm the talk of the nation oh. not a real good time for a family vacation oh. let me just say thanks for my high approval rating oh. it's good to know americans don't mind extramarital dating oh. i really really want to go apologize for monica oh. i drank gin and tonica and then fed up on monica oh. hillary is angry i really thought i lost her but i said if she'd stay with me i'd shut up about vince foster as for daughter chelsea I know why she's mad. She's a college sophomore, but gets fewer dates than dad. You know I could have skated and escaped this big old mess. If Monica had been more careful about that residue on her dress, I really, really want to go apologize for Monica. She blew my harmonica and I blew my nut on Monica. I really, really want to go apologize for Monica. She blew my harmonica and I blew my nut on Monica. So what's the point? Okay, 123 at 560 WQM. We have an open line in day two in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a fact that said, did you see the New Orleans uh, Saints leapfrog celebration? No, I did not. No. Four players, we already heard about this 200 times. Four players jumping over each other like they needed to take a crap is what it says. And Mike Rodriguez is a douchebag. Here's another one that says, Neil is absolutely correct, Joe. The Mormons wear special underwear. They're not even allowed to be naked ever well, we, no, that's not true. They take a shower, they can take the underwear off, I believe. I mean, if you don't, if you, what, what do you do? You take a shower with the underwear on, and then you hop into the dryer for half an hour? 
I don't think so. But other than I think for a shower or maybe a quick uh, spin in the hot tub or something, Mormons must wear their special underwear because, uh, I don't know, because of the friction, I think. makes them horny all the time. That's why they reproduce so well and have like 20 or 30 kids. Here's another interesting fact that says, <coughs> doesn't Julian Bond do the dirty bird? Yes. yes, I think he does. Julian Bond. Well, it's a cultural thing, don't you understand? It's cultural. Which, uh, what did I do with that other fact? Yeah, Mark Ashton was the first one, which I've mentioned him a hundred times today, who was very white, obnoxious asshole with the jets. Now, wasn't, was it that, he, was he dying of cancer or his fiance, remember, when he was getting married like about a hundred years ago and then all of a sudden like next week, oh, well, it was just a bad headache or something like that. I remember that, but we got rid of him, thank God. Oh! And then here's a very interesting fact. Somebody that must have gone out of business, it says, is a former owner of a hardware store. Why is the reference always to the Home Depot instead of your local independent who is more capable of giving accurate information and who needs the business? Give the little guy a break, thanks. Some uh, disgruntled guy who's pissed off about the facts I got that said for a buck and a half you can go to Home Depot and get, the, uh, get those things, those plastic. I don't need the plastic things, okay? I need a new toilet seat. And I'm not going to go to Home Depot, just like this guy says. I'm going to go to my small neighborhood guy, Kmart. I'm, I'm sorry, Walmart, one of those. I don't, I don't have no small neighborhood guy, but if I did, I'd be more than happy to subsidize him, you know, for a couple of bucks for a toilet seat. What's the big deal with a the, with the toilet seat? Huh? I think everybody in America should probably have two or three spares because the worst thing in the world can be when the toilet seats are, seat starts slipping around. Like a horrendous, gross story I shouldn't tell right in the middle of, like, a little after lunch hour. Vinny's Restaurant. Where the hell is Vinny's? Is that on 441 or University? University, just uh, south of 595. Right, Vinny's, that's right. Years and years ago, Bill Calder, late Bill Calder, and his wife and I went to Vinny's Restaurant for dinner. And we're in the middle of dinner, and all of a sudden, I mean, I had an explosion. Must have been drinking a lot of bottled water or whatever, I don't know. And I had, nature was calling desperately i mean i had to Crap. like you wouldn't believe so i go to the men's room i got waltz in there and all of it there's two stalls both ocupado both there's somebody in there and i'm thinking oh boy what luck i got so i'm standing outside i go, I go i'm not even gonna wait inside because you know when you get close to the bowl your mind starts <laughs> sending messages so i figure i better get out of here because i don't want to start sending any subliminal messages to my colon like <laughs> oh no no not yet so I'm standing outside the door of the restaurant of the uh, of the restroom, and I'm like, you know, got my legs wrapped around uh, each other, and I'm like dancing from toe to toe. I'm doing the uh, dirty bird, is what I'm doing, right outside the uh, restroom door in Vinny's. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, have they got a glory hole in there? I mean, if there's something going on besides somebody taking a, Crap. what's going on in there already? A long time goes by, a long time. Finally, finally, when I think I'm just about to lose control. <laughs> The guy comes waltzing out. So I go in there. I make, I mean, I made a beeline in there, slam the door shut, flip that little latch over there. I sit down on the toilet seat, and <laughs> toilet seat goes flying off of the bowl, onto the floor. Yeah, seriously, the seat was broken like mine at the house. Now, thank God I didn't have an accident because that, that would have been, I don't want you to conjure up the image, okay? It's too close to lunchtime, and we're working on dinner later on. And we want you to spend a lot of money at the Macarena on food tonight. Can you imagine my life just flashing and flushing before my eyes? After all this time, I mean, I have this unbelievable, desperate human need to perform a bodily function. And the goddamn toilet seat goes flying off. 
Here's uh, Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. Yeah, you know, you're talking about like all these athletes and everything like that. When you're talking about Gastineau, also there was that other guy, Joe Klecko, that used to do the little dances with them. You remember oh, that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, about this Mormon thing. If you're saying that. Did they... you ever see AJ Dewey and Joe Klecko together? I'm sure they were the same guy. Maybe they, they, are. they looked so much the same. They were like identical twins. But anyway. Um, uh, what, you're talking about these Mormons. They wear this certain type of underwear? Yes. Does it have a hole in the back? Like for when they do that? You know, exactly. Did, Never thought about that. I mean, really? I mean, the holy underwear. I think it's got a, one a little hole in the back and one uh, hole of varying sizes in the front. Yeah. Uh, speaking on that same subject, we're talking about toilet seats and everything like that. Yeah. Maybe you know the answer to this. When you go into a bathroom and you see that the toilet seat is down, but there's you know piss all over it. Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? I mean, Lord knows you don't want to clean it up, right? Well, sure right. you do. You wipe it off. You gonna, I mean, you, you take put... the, the, not with your hand, <laughs> not with your tongue, not with your foot. You reach over, you unroll a little toilet paper, you clean it off, and uh, that's it. Yeah, but isn't there like some germs and stuff like that? Get or... out of here! Oh, okay. Germs hey. in, in your okay. bladder. What? What is that all about? Okay. Well, you know, I just want to make sure and stuff like that. I mean, if you look on a seat and it's a little more serious, then I would say uh, run for the hills. Have a great New Year, pal. Get out of here. We have two open lines in Broward, one in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. What the hell is life worth without a toilet seat? Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Great. Uh, did, you, uh, did you see last night a uh, bandage on uh, Sports Chef Live did the Dirty Bird? He did what? The Dirty Bird. Oh, man, no, Mandich didn't do it. Yeah, they... No, Mandich didn't do it. Please, yeah, they please, had, uh, they had please, that... please don't tell me Mandich did the Dirty Bird. They had that segment at the Mad Dog. Somebody asked him, and he went ahead and did it on, on camera and everything. All right. I've lost, I've lost my faith in the human race. I figured. I, I wasn't sure if somebody told you or not, but I figured let me call him and let him know. That was it. Right, have, have a happy New Year. And you too. Apparently you? nobody in this crowd's watching Channel 10, huh? Mandich did the dirty bird on TV last night. Oh, you see what I'm saying? This is a substitute for the event itself. We have to fabricate and create all this other assorted kite, foolishness, nonsense, crap, because the real product itself uh, basically is crap. Nah, you're just a party pooper, Neil. You don't understand. We're having a lot of fun. We're having fun with it. Okay, great. Oh. 130 at 560 WQM. This is Randy West, and they don't come any better than me or Neil Rogers. And now, it's time for Christmas Party Tips with Senator Ted. Hi. When arriving at Christmas Party, greet the hostess, and uh, she'll offer you her cheese. If the husband isn't nearby, then uh, oh, go for it. Why you? And, uh, that's all for now. Uh, I, uh, have to go. I'm gonna kick you. This has been a Christmas party tip. Well, Christmas is over. I'll tell you, Jackass. That wasn't the one I was gonna play. I was gonna play like uh, Senator Ted's New Year. Uh, and now it's time for Senator Ted's New Year's party tip. Thank you. I've found that uh, in order to be noticed at a party, but that isn't the cut I was gonna play. It's gonna be uh, this one over here. Thank you. Now, it's time for Senator Ted's New Year's here. party tip. Uh, I find to break the ice, uh, you have to uh, spill some. A strategically spilled drink uh, down the front of a dress of a new wild young thing uh, sitting next to you does wonders. Hey! Uh, let me uh, wipe that for you. It's me! Let's uh, uh, playing hard to get. Another New Year's party tip from Senator Ted. He puts the lotion in the basket. No, thank God the president never inhaled, because if he would have inhaled one uh, puff of marijuana, we know that would have disqualified him from being president. Because we know that presidents certainly don't drink no booze, do they? Do they drink? No. You bet. Senators don't drink, do they? No. 
Thank God for that. Even the Kennedys, did JFK ever take a drink? No. Did he imbibe? No. Thank the Lord for that. Two open lines a day, because we know that a lot more people die from marijuana every year in this country than they do from uh, drinking booze, don't they? No. Two open lines a day, 5670560 oh, and Tom 560 on the mobile one line. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I wanted to. I rem seem to have a memory of Lamar Thomas in a Sugar Bowl game where the Canes were losing, running for a touchdown and hot dogging the last ten yards and having the ball pulled out of his hand where they ended up losing the Sugar Bowl because the Hurricanes f***ing blow. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, I think it was 1991 Sugar Bowl. Huh? Let, let, let's have the uh, sports jocks uh, tell us when. It okay, was. all you experts out there, let's hear about it. Thank you. Thank you. How about it, Josh Friedman? Let's hear it. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He's probably not even in the control room right now because we're going to have another break for like 15 minutes. He's not even there. Joe Costello's peeing in his pants and laughing. Josh Friedman's not even in the control room over there in the other building. Much less is he, uh, you know, anywhere they can give us some sports information. He's not even listening. He's too busy watching press conferences to see which coaches are going to quit today in the NFL or get fired or both of the above. What did he say? What? No answer? 140 pounds. Lamar Thomas uh, did 140 pounds worth of uh, funky chicken, dirty bird. What are, what are you talking about? 140 pounds what? He's not anywhere near that. This is unbelievable. What a scam we discovered today. At least Joe Costello's smart enough. He's been able to cover it up the last 12 months. Caught Josh Friedman with his lunch down is what I think we did, with his two or three meals down over there today. You ought to see Joe. He's purple. Purple, not red in the face. He's purple in the face. He's laughing so hard. Boy, oh, boy. You talk about, what have I said here this, this year? It's, uh, it's uh, two more days. Wednesday will be our one-year anniversary on this show. On this oh. station, okay? And you talk about a solo job. Even the people over there at Solo Sex never did a solo job like this has been. God. Here is Miramar. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy hey, I New just Year. like to talk. Yeah, thank you. I just like Welcome. to... I'd just like to talk a little hockey here. I remember the free agent signings at the beginning of the year. Everybody talked about Gary Suter and Ron Francis. Well, what about uh, Curtis Joseph? I mean, wow, what a pickup. And? Well, I was just saying a great pickup. I mean, it, it really turned around Toronto. If you look at Toronto... No, that's not what turned around Toronto. It helped. That's not well, what turned yeah, around. Well, yeah, I know. But it, a real coach turned him around. Well, correct, correct. They have but, a bunch of tremendous young players like Mike Johnson and, um, and uh, Frederick Modine and uh, Alan McCauley. Berezin and, and Sergey Berezin, that's yeah, right. Definitely. And that's what helped. Uh, the only thing is Dallas Aikens. Anytime you have no, that's only because of an injury. That's well, okay, all right, that's playing. cool. I was just going to ask. Mark Croft is injured. That's the only reason he's playing. He's a stiff. Oh, I was just like the same thing with Tampa Bay. Anytime you have Kajel Samuelson as your defenseman, you got problems. Kajel? Yeah. Kajel? Kajel uh, or Jell Samuelson, I okay, guess. Thank you. Cool. Okay. We have an open line in Broward 2 and Dade. Five, Kajel Samuelson, K J E L L, Kajel. Even Josh Friedman knows that ain't Kajel, okay? Right, Josh? Absolutely correct, sir. Okay, thank you. Just checking. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Boy, one thing you can't complain about the hockey knowledge in this time. Oh, and by the way, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to start knocking anybody. I love listening to Hank on the way home, which thank God he don't put that frog on until 4 o'clock or whatever day it is. But putting Denise Potman on to talk about hockey would be like putting the head of the NFL officials on to talk about officiating, okay? I mean, this guy, 
He may he was. He was a great player. He knows nothing, doesn't have any of the foggiest understanding of the game, of this team, of anything. I mean, it is so unbelievable. Denise Potban, I mean, Utah, DF, his initial shouldn't be DP, it should be DF as in dumb frog, okay? I mean, this, this, what this man lends to those broadcasts, to those telecasts, but, you know, kill, I'm sure Hank appreciates it kills a good hour every week. A lot of spooks in New Jersey. Yeah, we know, Dennis. I mean, this man lends absolutely nothing, has no understanding, no comprehension of the game, of, of anything. How this man was able to play as brilliantly as he did all those years, a Hall of Flamer, and still not even have any grasp of what it's really all about. That is shocking. Open line is Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Here's uh, Jupiter. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Um, Marius Tchaikovsky, uh, winger for the Islanders. Very good. Marius Tchaikovsky yes. used to play for, come on, you can name Boston. almost any team, Boston Bruins. That's Edmonton. right. Right. Played on 400 teams in the last four years. Yes. When he played in Poland. After he scored a goal, he used to do a backflip on the ice. Really? Yes. Maurice Jurkowski? Yes, when I lived in Boston at the time. Uh, he didn't do no backflips in Boston, I'll no, tell you that. No, and made sure he didn't. In fact, I think that's when Fred Cusick had a retire. Was, uh, Fred tried doing a black backflip on the ice, and that was the end of him. <laughs> I think so. All right, Neil, thanks a lot. Okay, thanks a lot. Say hi to Derek Sanderson, by the way. We have an open line of day. By the way, that's why nobody's showing up at the Bruins games, because they got that constipated Dale Arnold doing the games on this. And Fred, Fred Cusick could be 100 years old, but he still ought to make a comeback. Come on, Fred, even if you can't see where the ice is, we'll bring you back. Let's get Bud Lynch and uh, Fred Cusick out there one more time. Come on, give uh, Bud a hand. Here's Tamarack. Hello. Tamarack. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Happy New Year. And same to you, sir. The earlier caller about the Sugar Bowl game. Yeah, about Lamar what? Thomas. Correct. That was against Alabama, and it was George Teague that called him from behind, so to speak, and took the ball from him. And he wasn't celebrating that day. He fumbled the ball on a, a, a jive ass into the end zone? He didn't fumble it. It was pulled from you the ball. He had it knocked away because he was doing his uh, Juca and Java routine on the way to the end zone? Yep. He was all uh, real confident that he was going to get there. And it didn't oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all. Okay, I enjoyed thanks. the show. Thanks a lot, Joe. Okay. So there's the update, which Josh Friedman was uh, miserably unable to give us or refused to give us. We have an open line in the day two in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. No Mormons today. What is wrong with you people? Back in the good old days when we had an audience on this show, Mormons are probably all at one of those big conventions, you know, like in Vegas. No, seriously, all the Mormons go to Vegas. It was good enough for Donnie and Marie. It must be good enough for all the Mormons, ain't it? Uh -huh. You bet. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Joe Costello wants to hear about the special underwear. He doesn't believe us. He thinks that this is just another anti religious piece of propaganda that I made up off the top of my head. So us Jews won't feel so bad about those Orthodox with their stupid beanies that they're wearing. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, the dirty bird pales in insignificance compared to the uh the clip I saw on uh uh NFL Prime time last night. Anybody talk about Mike Ditka? Yeah. Yeah, a guy, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was the Saints or not, but a guy catches a touchdown, and you see him, uh, he's the only guy in the frame on the camera shot. He gets down on all, on his hands and knees in the end zone there, and then yeah. boom, you see a guy leapfrog over him. Four guys leapfrog no, that, that's, over him. Okay, thank you. New Orleans, yeah. We've had 600 uh, faxes and calls about that. Right. Thank you, sir. Open line at Dave one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. It's out of control is what it is, and nobody cares about it, and evidently the public enjoys it, and it's, uh, you know, razzmatazz and, uh, you know, whatever. 
like I said, compensating for the fact that 90% of the teams in the league are a joke and suck in our embarrassment. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I uh, just listening to your show, driving around in Miami Beach, wondering how you, what do you think about the Maven, Stan Fischler? What do I think about him? He's yeah, an he's asshole. An he's an asshole too. He's yeah. an asshole. Yeah. Oh, I thought compared to Denny Potvin, maybe. Well, he's compared a to better. Denny Potvin, he's a genius. You're absolutely correct. Oh, he's okay. A, no, I'm, I, I, he's he's okay. I enjoy him, and he's kind of a funny yeah. guy. Although usually most of what he says, because uh, he writes in the hockey news, you know, right. uh, most of what he writes usually turns out to be crap. And like when yeah. the Panthers had the big year three years ago, he didn't want to give us any credit. So we we kind of harbor a grudge against him for that. But at least he, you know, he knows the game. At least, uh, you oh know, yeah, he, he really knows the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, how how can you compare the telecast, the 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 Devils or the Islander telecasts, to the uh, Panther uh, broadcast? You know, when we got a dumb frog like Denise Potvin on there, how can you right. make a comparison? The young guy, the young guy in your broadcast is pretty good. I forget his name though. The young guy, the roving reporter, he's usually down by the Zamboni. The young guy by the Zamboni. Yeah. He does your he does your studio shot and all that stuff. You mean Steve Goldstein? Steve Gold, yeah, I couldn't. That's what he said too. <laughs> okay, we have an open line at Broward to a date. Are we going to make it till two today? It's been pretty miraculous for a Monday in the twentieth uh, of December. We actually had a little bit of response today, not too much. I want some Mormons on this line in the next fifteen minutes. God damn it! I want some Mormons who've got the guts to come forward here and explain to uh, Joe Costello what being a Mormon is all about as far as that damn underwear is concerned. Otherwise, he's going to walk out here today thinking that we're just making it up. And, of course, he'll never hear your answers in future days because he's going to be pulling a Josh Friedman and wandering around the building. Boy, that Josh, man, that was, that was really... If I, if I were Josh Friedman, I'd be embarrassed. But, of course, when you, you know... Look the way he used to and the smell like that. See, look at this. The bells, the magic bells are back again, huh? Don't tell me this isn't some kind of a communist plot. Well, where is that coming from? What is that? It's got to be on the ISDN line. It has to be. It's not coming out of the board here. Joe's looking on the ceiling. He's looking on the walls. It's about, what, the fourth time today we've been hit with this? Oh, it's getting louder, and they're parking around. It's Bell South again, okay? Bell South is potsking with our ISDN line. They should only. I'm going to be doing it at the game tonight. In between doing the uh, the dirty of the the dirty bird and the funky chicken, I'm going to be doing my Bell South sucks. Listen to that. Now we hear the sound of a, a phone ringing. Listen to this. Maybe this could be good. I hear it over here. Huh? I don't know. No, you, you, no it's not. It's not on the air. It's just uh, in our thing over here. We have a little problem in our thing. 14 till two at 560 WQAM. And we got any Mormons on the line yet? No. Come on, let's go. Oh, you do have a moment? Oh, thank God. Okay, hang on with me, pal. I'll be right to you. Build cigars in Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle when he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. It puts the lotion in the basket. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion between humidor and humid whore. And in Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars reportedly to go in blind. 
Now Clinton, he was working hard Late nights in the Overy office Working on a practical joke He took a mac and noodle Put an exploding load in Poor Monica was blowing rings of smoke Cigars and Monica's vagina. All right. She lets out a giggle every time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar and her vagina, she don't mind. Oh, people feel that Hillary's been made a fool of by her husband. Feel that Hillary was wronged. Up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. Cigars and Monica's vagina. Oh! She lets out a giggle every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind, but a cigar and her vagina, she don't mind. Oh, candy and Yeah, Dutch Master, it's after. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a Timberillo and put it in a brick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now, one fifty-two at five sixty WQMC. We all got back to this uh, dirty chicken, funky uh, uh, bird, and all this other crap. And that's not really the issue here. That's just a symptom of the whole uh, syndrome. This uh, juking and jiving and high stepping and the hot dog and hot dog is the word that comes to mind. The uh, phrase that covers this very uh, nicely. Thank you. Hot dogging. But, but you know, oh, that's uh, but that's showmanship. That's like saying that step and fetch it. That their routine was showmanship. All it did was perpetuate a very ugly and very uh, sad and tragic stereotype. But at any rate, and uh, and the uh, damn Mormon, I guess, peed in his magic underwear there and uh, hung up. Just when I was getting ready to go to him, he disappeared. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hey, how are you? How you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, two quick things for you uh, about this hot dog and stuff with uh, athletes. Uh, you're a smart guy. You know, so you know a lot about. Yeah, okay, thank you. Okay, let's go to a Weston. Hello. <laughs> What was that all about? That was one of our chronic uh, specs. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed for the United States. Can you imagine what people think when they see footage like this outside of the U.S.? Hey, listen, when people outside of the U.S. read about the fact that we're impeaching the president because he got a couple of blowjobs, yes. I mean, uh, the rest of the world is looking at us like we've lost our mind as if we ever had one. Yeah, and, and then you got the NBA lockout. Yeah. You got them. Yeah. The poor, poor, poor schleppers. Right. You know, the, the owners and the players, both of them, because you got, you got to blame them both. Okay, and and you get you know what is it you know what is wrong with this country? Well, what is wrong with this country? Yeah, what's wrong and with the, the people the, here? The priorities are totally upside down. You've got a television. You've got two generations of people who know nothing other than what they saw on television, and you've got people whose brains have turned to jello. Listen, Neil. They they really believe that these guys are worth this kind of money. 
that, that this is their idea of entertainment, what life is all about. I got news for you. This crap, this garbage, that so-called professional sports, is about as important as a turd in a, in a punch bowl. Okay, yeah, it's the about as entertaining frog, too. The, the leapfrog is only the the, the the tip of the tip of it of the iceberg. I mean, you know, and and it's, it's, it's everything tip. underneath. Yeah, it's what we don't see. You know what we don't see that these players are doing off the field. All types are getting arrested. They're well, getting... that's why everybody should go out and buy the book they're Pros and Cons and read it to their children and have a great New Year. Okay, here he's back, the Mormon in West Palm Beach. Yes, sir. Neil, how are you? Great. What was the question? My friend told me I better call you. Well, I can't believe you're the only Mormon we've got uh, uh, listening out there. Boy, our audience must have all disappeared because we used to get zillions of calls. Joe Costello doesn't believe that Mormons wear special underwear. Oh, of course we do, Joe. But why? Tell them what it's all about and why. And, uh, Chastity. It has to be one. Chastity. Oh, for chastity. Absolutely. Yeah. In other words, if you wear the underwear, you will not be chased? You will be chased. Well, you know, the word of, uh, I guess, maybe being a little less obvious. Yeah, but let me ask ask you this. I mean, if you're just wearing ordinary clothing, does anybody see your underwear? Well, if they should more, more about modesty. Yeah. One question I want to ask for you. So in other words, it's, it's a way to emphasize the uh, filth of, of the uh, naked human body, is that it? Well, just being modest purely for the fact of being modest. Not quite as the way as it used to be when it was originally founded.